Well, the sharks are officially eliminated. Does that mean we're done? Can we just like cut out early and like see you guys all in October? I don't know. Let's find out. Hey everybody, welcome in show 188 of the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA. Welcome back to your unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast. That is the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA. You can keep us commercial-free by using that super chat option during the live shows. Better yet, you can hit us up on Venmo, find us at Teal Town USA. Remember, if you're new to the cast, hit the subscribe button on any of the platforms we're now on. Ah, you got to love this. We're now currently live, not only on YouTube, but also on Facebook, on Twitch, and on Twitter. So if one of those platforms works better for you, floats your boat, that's where we're at. But if you're an audio-only person, which on some certain, certain things I am, I got to admit, hey, hit the subscribe button there. And I got to say, tonight... The part of Hockey Jerk will be played by at Ian Blocks Hockey. <laughs> That's true. I've said this a few times. Like, I may not be the hockey jerk, but I am a jerk. So I feel like it's it's okay. I'm, I can do this. See? That's all that matters. So we're on all the social media platforms. So hit us up there if you, if you like. If not, it's all good too. So, oh my lord. What a week. What a week. What a week. <laughs> My God, dude. Oh, the Columbus game. It was so close to being good. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, yeah. Sharks played three games this week, picked up two of six points going one, or I'm sorry, going oh, one and two. I don't even count the wins anymore. That's where we're at. Uh, oh, one, <laughs> oh, one and two through 70 games. It got 52 points. Ah, last in the Pacific, 31st out of 32nd. Blue Jackets, three points behind with a game in hand. Get it together, man. Oh, the, and and if memory serves, I think they got their asses handed to them by Vegas earlier today. Oh, yeah, yeah. This week, Sharks got a little lazy against Columbus. Saw a big breakdown against Seattle and then a lack of response versus the Islanders. Other topics we're going to talk about, of course, include what to look forward. And, and there's a lot. With 12 games, we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, William Eklund got sec sent down. Of course, Agazino got called up. Replacing Eric Carlson in the offseason. Hopes for next season. Some takeaways from the GM meetings. A Barracuda check-in. Jordan Bennington lost it again. And a little bit more, but let's start with the battle for Bedard versus Columbus. Kakinen gets the start. And I will say, let's just start off here with what I thought was not the tweet of the week, but definitely a tweet worth looking at. When it came out about the uh, the Blue Jackets game, Curtis Pichelka tweeted out, amid lottery and Bedard chatter, Quinn summed up his team's approach versus Columbus. Quote, we're going to play our asses off tonight. Well, some smartass came along and said, let me fix that tweet for you and put, yeah, we're going to play ass tonight. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for the first half of the game, I would say it started that way. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was a weird back and forth but somehow prophetic and poetic that you get eliminated this season 
in a loss that you lose to the one <laughs> team in the league that's worse than you. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it doesn't it's get so any hard. more po- prophetic. No, it, it doesn't. It, it's pretty. I mean, I I was. I think I've been pretty much done with this team after that one blowout loss. What, oh, I'm sorry. Could you be more specific? What Edmonton um, seven to one six nothing no. against Colorado? I mean, I I don't know. It was on after dark, and I and I I, I I'm trying to remember what show. Maybe it was the Colorado game because mm-hmm. I, I remember being on after dark, and I remember telling people that like they should be done with this team. Like this team isn't <laughs> worth watching. At, well, at that point. I, I was gonna say that you know that's the game where it was like it was the third and four nights they got in late. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Colorado. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. At altitude, there were like all the excuses, and he's just like, ah. I was having none of them. <laughs> I was having none of the excuses that night. But I've been pretty much like, I'm not like not completely checked out, but but more so than I think I've been with the Sharks in a long time. Um, because again, like, what are you, what are you watching for right now? Right? Like I just, Eklund's up, Eklund's gone. Entertain um, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and there's been a couple of games where I think I've been, I've been entertained, but man, like, I don't know. It's just hard when you're, when you're cheering for nothing, it's like, oh, they're winning. No, oh, that's bad. Like <laughs> that's the whole thing. It, it, it's, it's, it, but it sucks though, man. Like it super sucks because there's nothing like the trade deadlines over. So there's nothing really, all you're looking forward to now is just running out the clock on the season. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it sucks. Right. I mean, at least like, look at the Barracuda aren't good, but at least they're playing for something. True. True. And, and right. And, and it was a historical week from, from what I noticed, like they had the lead in every single game. Like they like they scored first and everything, and somehow figured out a way to lose. So, oh yeah. no, no, Columbus, I believe. Columbus. Oh no, no, no. I'm excuse me. No, Barabanov bang home to Couture rebound on the power play, mm-hmm. and then after that, yeah, Columbus went ham. Uh, I mean, and the Sharks were DOA halfway through the second. I mean, they went 22 yeah. minutes between getting shots on goals. Barabanov scored. And then you were almost looking for the uh, the SpongeBob scream. Twenty two minutes later, correct? And yeah, like Eklund scores. Just, and again, like it was one of those games, right? Where it's like you're you're happy for certain things, right? I think Shimmick got a goal that game too. No, Knijov. Knijov, right? Knijov, sorry, you're right, Knijov. Like, so you're happy for like I, you're you're looking for things to be happy, but like little things to to be happy, right? Like I'm happy Eklund scores. I think Eklund's been playing great. Um, you know, Kinejov after everything that guy's gone through, you know, it's nice to see things working out for him. Like you, you, you get happy for those things. So I guess when you get those moments, um, you know, you can get happy with that, but like, I don't know, man, all these games just blur together now. (laughs) I feel like really shitty saying that, but like, it's all one big loss as, as a guy who's supposed to like, you know, have intelligent things to say about this team, but all these games just blur together at this point. Cause there's just. Ugh, man and and then and then it, you know and then obviously things get suckier as, as as we go so let's go yeah i mean the sharks they they couldn't win in reg or they couldn't lose in regulation when everybody else they needed to lose actually did right <clears throat> you get a five-point game from johnny hockey uh that, that silly ass two on oh but i i gotta say the most refreshing part of this game was hearing a upset and honest Curtis Brown in the post game. Check this out. Can you help me out? Come on. Come on, Brown. 
This is Post Game Live presented by Toyota. I'm moving my legs as fast as the back checkers on that overtime goal. It's taken me a while. Okay. Well, you know, since you're hot, let's get your initial impression of the game and the finish of the game. Where do you want to begin? Love the fact that they battled back. Right. Don't like the start. And when you get to see the overtime goal, I get it. It's three on three. It's not traditional hockey. Yeah. But you got to work on the way back. It's not just all about going up the ice and looking for your apples and whatever else you can find. You have a netminder that's relying on you to back check, and the Sharks don't move their legs from the blue line in, and when they get there, they go behind the net. Johnny Hockey, that's his all right, I don't want to dive into the whole thing because we'll be here all night, but it was just, right. I mean, to hear, I've never heard Curtis like that boisterous. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, 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 have, I have made comments on how I rarely get the shark's feed, so, um, which is like a, it's, 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 it's a blessing and a curse, I think. It's, I think it's a blessing because I don't think the shark's broadcast is as good as it used to be. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, man, like intermission is just like scroll Twitter, whatever. Like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just think like the, the way people consume television has changed and I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, know. I just, I thought it was just insanely refreshing to not hear the, you know, the everything is awesome narrative that we're used for to. Sure. Um, and maybe it's easier to be that way when the team is officially eliminated. But it, it either way, it was. Oh, you mean they're not making the playoffs? Wait a minute. I hate to break it to you. Breaking news. But it was refreshing to get that type of honesty, and hopefully, it continues. I would, I would have, I would certainly appreciate it. Um, I want to address Berg's comment in the chat coming in mm -hmm. from YouTube. Can they set the record for the minimum amount of home wins? Uh, yes, they can. Uh, right, yeah. right now it was last I looked, they had eight home wins in 92, 93, their second season at the cow palace. So right now they're still at six, five home games left. And, uh, last I looked those five home games come against Winnipeg, Vegas, Colorado, Colorado, and Edmonton. Uh, I mean, maybe Winnipeg. I think the other, yeah, team... I was going to say I, Winnipeg's kind of been sputtering out of control a little bit lately so um i think that is a game where the sharks might be able to do some damage but when i look at those other teams like <laughs> unless they're going to start sitting guys because the playoffs are approaching um yeah which doesn't really happen that often in hockey to be completely wow. honest but well, and i don't see colorado sitting anybody like they're just going to be like no we we got out of the gate slow we're the defending champs right we yeah, yeah you know, we have some things to say. We want to be firing on all cylinders going into those last two weeks. So, yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, the last matchup, a six, nothing curb stomp. So mm -hmm. yeah, but either way, Hey, Curtis, good on you for, uh, for showing that type of honesty and, uh, appreciate it. Hope it continues. Uh, so for things you love to see in this one, Hey, at least, William Eklund got his first NHL goal. Yeah, love it. Gotta love that. Nice, s sweet little backhander into the yawning cage. Uh, Kanijov gets his first goal in two years. Love that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin LeBanc playing well after being benched, you know, how many times? Uh, all season, basically. <laughs> Pouliot 
grabs two assists after being called mm-hmm. up. Couture has a three-point night, and the team continued to battle back despite tons of reasons not to. So, despite it's, it's, it was a weird game because it felt yeah. like if they put the puck on the goal, like there's a good chance it was going in. So I don't think the Columbus goaltender, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I don't think he had a particularly great game. No, like they, the Sharks went 22 minutes with a, between shots, and both were goals. <laughs> John coming in from YouTube saying, "I can't believe Curtis Brown said we shouldn't speculate speculate about the trade deadline." That's half of this team's profile this season, and and I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, let me see. Alex in the chat from YouTube says, "I find it really entertaining now. The tank race is really exhilarating." Yeah, I, I guess sure. so. I mean, it's it's hard. Like, I just I just want the season <laughs> to be over at this point because it's it's hard to come on like and, to do what we do, right? And I. I it makes it sound like I'm complaining. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we do anything special. <laughs> like, we, well, we don't, right? But it, I, I just, I, I'm running out of things to say about this team, right? Like, how do you break down a game where they're just, you know, oh, it's another loss and everyone else lost, so yay? Like, <laughs> no, what a, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Uh, like, it, you don't want to be like, I don't want to be hypercritical because, like, we don't want them to win at this point. So I don't want to be hyper like, oh, man, look at this guy. He's such an asshole. And he can't <laughs> fucking play. And you know what I mean? Like, what do you do? No, I feel <laughs> so you. So I, 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 I feel like it, it makes doing after dark kind of tricky. I mean, whatever. I can do it. We, we do it every time. We do it a million games a year. Um, but I just think for me, and maybe that's just my personal selfishness seeping through it just it, it's really hard to find interesting things to talk about this team when you know what are we gonna do throw tankathon on the screen like sure what do you from me i guess i like, mean teal teal bt from the youtube chat saying can we start a bedard segment on pucknologist absolutely i think that'll sure. probably begin next week uh but I, I dig it but again i i i still you know if you if you want to try to take some positives uh, out of it uh, mm-hmm. Pouliot again, two assists. LeBanc playing well. Here's Quinn on both of those guys. I thought they played well. I thought Kevin uh, had one of his better games in a while. Uh, not just because he scored. I just thought he was around the puck more. He was over the puck more. Um, so you know, he earned the ice time that he got. And he and I've had plenty of conversations about that. And we actually talked before the mini game had a good conversation. And he's played well the last two games. So he's going to get more ice time. It's very simple. Those who play well will be rewarded with further play. <laughs> Very simple. Those that play well will be rewarded with further play. Now. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's a great back yeah, to the NHL. I was going to say, though, there, there's been a few times where people did not play so well and they were in the lineup the very next game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a guy making $7 million that oh. has played for multiple seasons not well. Yeah. And, dude, Chief this week. If I when I remember looking at the numbers following the game, and I'm like, wait a minute, you've been on this team literally longer than anybody else. You are the elder statesman of this team. You are the only player on the current Sharks roster that wore the second generation jersey, and you were bottom of the time on ice listing for a couple of games this week. Like, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, must suck to suck. <laughs> yeah. So file under, you hate to see it. The Sharks lose again at home despite scoring first. They went 22 minutes without a shot on goal. 
unable to contain Johnny Hockey, called out for a lack of physical play again, this time by Hedekin. Remenda called out the half-assed back check from EK65 Hurdle and Eklund in overtime, just as Curtis Brown did. Uh, but here's Quinn on his thoughts on the overall game against Columbus. Yeah, just a very uh, different game than Saturday. I thought it was very loose. I thought it had a pond hockey feel to it from our end of it. Um, and, you know, you're not going to win hockey games and give up six goals and be that loose and give up the chances we gave up. And like I said, it was a 180 from the other night. I thought we were tight the other night. I thought we defended hard. I thought we managed the puck. But tonight it was all offense at all costs and not a lot of, not a lot of defensive conscience. So, you know, that's something that uh, we're going to make sure that doesn't creep into our game under these circumstances. They were harder than we were, for sure. Um, you know, I thought that that was a problem for us. So you give them credit. But, you know, I just thought our decision making and our lack of closing on people and, you know, they just had a lot of room. And part of the reason they had a lot of room, they skated. So, like I said, give them credit. But uh, I didn't think we played with the right intentions mentally like we did the other night. Again, I thought they upped the ante, too. They turned it up a notch from their end of it. But I thought we were sloppy and you know, casual and not real uh, purposeful in what we were doing. I thought, you know, from a positional standpoint, we were just chasing the puck and out of position and just didn't really play as a five-man unit, which we did a really good job of against many. So, and when we're at our best, that's what we do well. And we- Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Though. When we're at our best, that's what we do well. But that's the thing. This team, we've been talking about a lack of physicality for 70 games. It hasn't changed. Why is it going to change in the last 12? Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, attendance in this one, 10, 127. Uh, look, you know, there, if, for those of you who remember in, in the Bay Area, it was really crappy weather all over the Bay. You've got the two worst teams in the league facing each other. Uh, but I will say, if someone tells you that they were at the game that Eklund scored his first goal, uh, maybe you doubt them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I might need to see a warm-up puck, a ticket stub, something. A photo, perhaps, at the game. Let's move on to Seattle coming to town. The Kraken. Oh, yeah, yeah. They come in on a three-game losing skid. But you know what that means? No team. Sharks. Yeah, I was going to say, no teams. No, no team cures your losing skid quite like the Sharks. Now, remember, the Sharks' last game actually shut out Seattle at SAP Center for nothing. It was the one game over a seven-game homestand that they won, and it was the only team that came in in the playoffs. And that's and there you go. <laughs> uh, the weird thing about this one, of course, though, is at least leading into it before the puck is actually dropped, Pouliot moved up to uh, to to be paired with Carlson with EK playing on his offside. What do you think about those defensive pairings? I thought that was a a little weird after Kanijov had shown a little bit of chemistry with Carlson. Yeah, I think there's a lot of throwing shit against the wall at this point <laughs> with this team. Um, I, I think, yeah, I like Kanijov and, and Carlson, but um, Pouliot um, has been, you know, I think he's one thing that he's done really well in the AHL is he's been really defensively responsible. I don't think he has, like, I don't think Pouliot has NHL wheels, though. Mm. So I don't think putting him with Eric Carlson really accentuates anything that Derek Pouliot does well. Um, Cause I just, I don't think he has the wheels for the NHL. 
that's my take. Right. I, I like Dirk Pulley out a lot, but I just don't think the wheels are there, so I don't know why you would put him with someone like Eric Carlson. I feel that. Uh, I mean, the, for me, the Seattle game, pretty even, balanced. Both teams pissed away 2-on-0s, 2-on-1s, but it came down to a, a defensive breakdown from Carlson and Pulley out that ended up behind Reimer. Uh, and, you know, Gord, dude, made a pass for the ages from behind the net. And, you know, considering how many times EK has done that, you thought mm-hmm. that maybe he would have saw that coming. <laughs> but but it's another OT game. Dunn would win it. Another five-hole goal. The Sharks stayed six home wins and, uh, and, and remain at the top of the overtime loss leaderboard, which is a damn shame. Last time I looked, uh, I think they're tied with Calgary. It's like, yeah, I, again, like it just, it's one of those things where I, I, I just, I wish the NHL would go to like a three point system where, where like right all the games are worth the same amount of points. Right. So a win regulation is three points and then do what you do for overtime now. And then all the games are worth the same amount of points. There's no extra points that magically appear out of nowhere. Um, really? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the way I would do it. I'm, 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 I'm not smart. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's just like, it's so frustrating because again, it's like you, you, you go and you, you know, you tie up so you can lose in overtime. It's just at this point, like I know wins are even worse because then you get two points, but like, fuck man, stop with the loser points. Yeah. These loser points are just a fucking killer. Like I'd rather, if you're going to go overtime, like at least just win the fucking game then. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, metal Mario. Pulling on my inner Rado. Oh, there you go. Damn game. (laughs) Metal Mario asking from the YouTube chat. Kinesia's been so good since he came back. I hope they give him an extension the offseason. I mean, Chiefs making 850. This is the end of his year. I mean, how do you not give him something? Like, what, two year bridge? Sorry, Kinesiov? So yeah, Kinesiov. I mean, do you you throw him a two year bridge deal or something? I mean, I don't know. I think how old is he? How old is he? If you're like looking uh, on cap uh, friendly and bringing up all I the numbers, I mean, he right now, what he, he was making what eight fifty this season. He's not just a young guy, isn't he? He's young, relatively He's young. Like, I would think he is Bryce 21. Yeah. Yeah. 21. Right. I mean, he, what? No, he's 24. Sorry. Oh, he's 24. 24. So but even still, I think he's done enough that you throw him maybe another one to your contract. Yeah I, yeah, I think he's done enough. Like, I think um, based on his play, like he earned his way back onto the Sharks where there was a stretch where I honestly didn't know where he stood in the organization because it was like he was on the Barracuda and then um, his conditioning loan, uh, his conditioning loan ended and they actually assigned him there. And it's like, ooh, uh oh, um, no, obviously it's hard to get up to this to this energy, like to this level of hockey when you start this late in the season, when everyone's already been playing, I think it's hard to get into, it's hard to get up to speed again when you've missed that much time and you have to enter like two years. Right. And so, you know, obviously I think he had a, he had a little bit of a rough start on the Barracuda, but I thought he just, he continuously got better, got better, got better. I, I think there's something there. I would keep him around. I mean, I don't know. Mike Greer might, you know, want to find Matt Benning 2.0 and there might be no room for Kinesha, but well, a lot of defensive pickups over the last couple of months. Yeah. I, I still think like there's someone, I think there's something there though. I think you give it another shot. I, I, you know, is, 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 is he a one, two guy? No, but I think he's a perfectly serviceable depth guy <laughs> who I don't think is going to super ring the bell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and you control his rights. Like, he, yeah, he has arbitration rights, but it's, he's a he's a controlled asset. Yeah. Uh, let's hit some in the chat here real quick. 
Uh, Alex asking, uh, they can't risk sending Pouliot to the AHL, right? He'll get picked up on waivers. Is he waiver exempt? No, no, he's not. Um, I mean, no, because he, but here's the thing, right? That you have to remember about waivers, especially this time of year. A team picking up Derek Pouliot on waivers, trade deadline's over. You pick someone up on waivers, they're not playing in the playoffs. So if you're a playoff team looking to add depth, taking anyone on waivers now is is a fool's errand because you're just, they're not playing in the playoffs for you. All right. And uh, Burge asking, why not just another one-year deal for Kinesiov? I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, I, I one, can, two years. I, I have new issues with, with Kinesiov at one, two more years. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I might go two, but uh, yeah, uh, we, we got some more questions on there, but um, uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that you're playing into some stuff that we want to talk to a little, uh, talk about a little bit later in the show. So we'll get there. Uh, okay. But um, that's where we're at with Seattle. You love to see it. Hey, Eklund nails his first penalty shot. Love that. Yeah, love that. Love, love that. Love working the crowd after. Buried I mean, it. And then is just, you know, are you not entertained? Yeah. No, I love <laughs> like I said, that. man, like I've said this a couple times, but on, on a few different shows that we've done. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm glad that other people got to see the the Eklund that I've been watching all year. And again, I don't think the Barracuda get, you know, they, they get some eyeballs. I'm not saying no one's watching them, but I don't think I think a lot more people watched Eklund on the Sharks than those who did on the Barracuda. Yes. And when it comes to, uh, the, again, I mentioned it with the Columbus game, attendance in this one, 11,700. So if somebody tells you, I was there when I saw Eklund, what, the penalty shot, you might have a little bit of doubt. I'm just, <laughs> uh, but another thing that I love to see in this one, Bar- Barabanov led the forwards in time on ice. Love yeah, I mean, look at him. Love been, to see he's, that. He's been good this year. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's earned the. I think he's earned the ice. I think I like. I like. I like Barabanov, man. Oh, dude. There's, there's not too much not to like. To not too like about that player. Love it. Uh, under hate to see. Boom. <laughs> again, this. <clears throat> this might be a running thing, but uh, Sharks lose at home again. <laughs> Gain a charity point. And yeah, that's uh, the part that I don't like. I don't the, care if they lose at home. And and this is something that we kind of touched on earlier. Like Vlasic at the bottom of defensive time on ice, not can't even crack fifteen minutes on a team that has who? <laughs> I don't know. Just makes you think. Makes you you think. Uh, finally, the Sharks would host the Islanders, who had a lot to play for. I mean, they came in as the final wild card. They're battling with Pittsburgh. The Isles, however, four one and one in their last six road games coming into this, but they are at hockey 500 on the road for the season. However, six, three and one over their last 10 total games ends up being a four, one loss for the sharks. Uh, this was weird because we mentioned earlier in the previous game against Seattle that Pouliot got moved up with Carlson. Carlson gets moved to his offside in this one. LeBanc, Going back to what Quinn said, you know, you're going to earn your ice time. All of a sudden, LeBanc got promoted from being, you know, fourth line guy to, boom, you're going to play with Couture and Eklund, and Zetterlin gets demoted. But we also saw Martin Kaut come in for Shvetsnikov. Um, how'd you feel about those lines? I mean, do you think like, yeah, good on you for giving LeBanc some time and some reward for doing, you know, for responding to these multiple benchings. 
Yeah, look at Kevin LeBanc isn't a fourth line player. Like he's just not. That's not what he is. Um, so it's amazing that if you put a guy in a position to succeed, that occasionally they do. Yeah. Like his game, there's nothing in in Kevin LeBanc's game that says, "Oh man, that's a fourth line mucker." <laughs> no. Right. Like <laughs> there's just. So I mean, like, oh, amazing! You put a guy in a position to succeed, and he succeeds. It's amazing. Yeah. It's weird how that happens. Yeah. Um, I really like this question from Alex. We're going to get to it in a little bit. Uh, asking, do we think that the Sharks will be as bad next year? 2024 yes. tank. Um, short answer, yes, but we're going to dive into it in a little bit. But I wanted to let you know, you are seen. Everybody who's... You are seen. Yeah. I, I'm trying to pay attention to uh, the comments that are coming in. But Mikey, John, Burge, Alex, we see you. We're going to try to get to all of your questions. Um so the storyline for the game versus the Islanders, I mean, again, Sharks get the first goal, lose the game, like 30th time, I think, that that, that, that has happened this season. After getting the first goal, dude, the Islanders just suffocated the Sharks, the close-checking, physically heavy game. Just, I, I have to take your word for it because I all, all I is what I did last night is I watched the Barracuda game and I had to work in the morning. So I didn't want to be up all night anyway. And I was up a little bit later than I wanted to doing the Barracuda game. Um, I looked at the score and I'm like, I, I have no seems regrets. legit. <laughs> I have no regrets. So I, I wish I had like more to tell you about this game. But I'm like, again, I if, if you give me the option to watch the Barracuda and the Sharks right now, I'm taking the Barracuda every time, not just because that's what I do here. Right. I mean, but I, this, I would do it anyway. <laughs> but this is one that Le, LeBanc, he gets promoted. He comes mm -hmm. out of the box serving somebody else's penalty, as LeBanc does. As uh, LeBanc does, yes, designated <laughs> penalty taker. Right. But totally deked Ajo and went po a beautiful post-to-post -post goal on Sorokin. And mm -hmm. then that was it. Uh, Peugeot, dude, absolutely walked EK65 to tie it up. Kakinen yep. forgetting that what Pochecks are. And the Sharks would give up their 10th shorthander of the season. So uh, the things that you love to see, like I said, LeBanc getting more leash and doing something with it. Eklund continuing yeah. to look pretty good. But on the hate to see it side, it's your ninth straight home loss. You take an, an exorbitant amount of, amount of penalties again. And it's the 30th game this season that you had a lead and you lost. And That's true. A lack of physical play called out again. Again, I'm sitting here going, this is something that we talked about all season. Why is it going to change for the final 12? It won't. Um, I mean, look at this. Look at this lineup, though. Like, where where is your oomph in this lineup? It's like Gadjevic isn't in there. Viel isn't in there. I mean, right. You know, and like, and and like, I, I remember someone on like responded to the TL Tank because I was obviously doing the Barracuda game, and, and I think Puck Guy was doing the Sharks game. And like, someone's like, This is why VL needs to be there because then guys like Clutterbuck, I'm like, Clutterbuck would fucking kill VL, dude. Like, is, what are you talking that about? That is true. Like, like, Cal Clutterbuck is not going to be afraid of Jeff VL. I love Jeff VL. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> there, there was, there was a, there, there was, um, like a, a thing that we captured from the game yesterday. And it was like, my favorite part was when Jeff Yell punched anything wearing green because he <laughs> literally did. But like Cal Clutterbuck's not afraid of Jeff Yell. Nah. And again, John, I, I, I saw your question. We're, we're going to touch on that again. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like highlight the questions that I see coming in because I'm like, Oh, they're getting ahead of us. They're getting ahead yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to keep this thing on. Uh, we want, 
we we want this thing to be over sometime before <laughs> next month. Like, yeah. Me and AJ can spin a yarn, so. Yeah, the uh, but look, we, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, do we? <laughs> I mean, just a little bit. I, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to say my thing, and then you can uh, say your thing, and then we'll just absolutely. move on. Okay. So this game, it was Pride Night for the Sharks. Mm-hmm. James Reimer elected not to wear the the jersey. That's fine. Don't, you know, don't wear it. It's I, I, to be fair, I, I really don't care that much, <laughs> if at all. It's, uh, I mean, he he cited religious beliefs. That's the thing that gets my hackles up. To be honest with you, uh, you know, if it, if anybody has a problem with inclusivity, I invite you to start your own podcast so you can preach to everyone how your religious beliefs trump everybody else. You know, I, that makes you more important. Like, I don't want to go into a whole you know, rabbit hole about this. Everybody, we can all sit here and have our own beliefs about things. It's all great. You know, we're all just here to root on the sharks. I just, I just want to say that, you know, if you, if you want to believe in an, in an omnipotent, omniscient bearded carpenter that comes from the North that sees when you sin and when you're good and they, and he speaks all languages and has disciples that serve him. I just want you to know that who I just described was Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, uh, a, a toy carpenter has a beard, comes from yeah. the North Pole. He knows when you're bad or good. He can talk sure. to all children. Sure. And he has disciples, I'm sorry, elves, elves that serve him. Just saying. <laughs> all right. So I, I'm, I'm going to say a little bit more here, and I, right. I'm sure that I'm going to get it. And if you want to believe in that, that's fine. That's fine. Just like, I'm not going to treat you any differently because you you tell me that you believe in God and you're Christian or you're Catholic or what. I just, I'm not going to treat you any differently. Correct. It. it but I just, I don't, I, I kind of have a little bit of an issue with somebody who hides behind religion, you know, that uses religion as an excuse and maybe that's because I'm agnostic and like, I don't believe in the fairy tale book. If you do, that's fine. That's good on you. I, it's just, that's not me, but I'm not going to, uh, if you want to like talk to me about hockey, I'm not going to sit there and go, Oh my God, you believe in God? No, I'm You're not right. going to, you know, and I was like, no, I'd love to talk to you about hockey. I don't care about that shit, but go okay. ahead. So yeah. So here, here's my thing. And I'm going to preface this by saying, don't fucking at me because I I'm not going to debate this with you on Twitter. So if you if you come away from this being like, oh, my God, I can't believe Ian said all this shit and I'm going to debate him and show him how wrong. No, nah, dude, we're not we're not debating this on fucking Twitter. <laughs> no, I mean, but I will. I will no. debate it. I will debate it on Discord. So oh, only because we can sit there and actually listen to each other's voice. But go ahead. OK, so here, here's my thing, right? Like first. I'm going to say this, like, obviously James Reimer has the right to not do this. Like I, I, and I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine with him not wearing it, whatever. It's his fucking choice. Absolutely. Right. Like that's, that is, do you want to live in a free country? People are free. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a very much a, you do you kind of guy. So here's, here's my take. I think the problem here is the problem that I have with James Reimer's statement was like, they, they make it like they, they, a lifestyle choice. Like, to me, and this is my opinion, if you don't have this opinion, it's fine. 
but this is my opinion. My opinion, like you can't change your sexuality any more than you can change the color of the skin or the color of your eyes. It's just a part of who you are. Now, unfortunately, and I think this is where the problem lies with with the the folks who are of the more religious persuasion, they feel that it is a choice because if they believed that this was just who people were, well, then God would have made them that way, didn't he? And then their whole fucking thing falls apart. <laughs> Here, right? hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me apart. dip out of these and let me let me. Oops, uh, I'm trying to drop this in on the fly. So there we go to 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 offer context. So you know, James James said under the umbrella of the NHL's hockey is for everyone initiative, the San Jose Sharks have chosen to wear. Jerseys in support of the LGBTQIA plus community tonight. For all 13 years of my NHL career, I have been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asked me to love everyone and follow him. I have no hate in my heart for anyone, and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I am choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based in the Bible, I'm sorry, on the Bible, uh, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcomed in all spec aspects of the game of hockey. Um, yeah, that's great. So it's, it's so, a nice thing to say. I'll let the, you do you, and then I'll finish up. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so here, here's, here's the thing, right? So I think like if, so I, I understand when people like if they think it's a choice, but I, I, I don't think like, I don't, I don't, I don't think of people who are in same sex relationships and, and equate that with like veganism or something like a choice <laughs> that you make. Right. You know what I mean though? Like, like I think that's the thing though, but that's the way they treat it. They treat it like, like someone's a vegan, like they've made a choice, but I don't think that's the reality of it. I don't think they've made a choice. I think they just are who they are. Yeah. That, right. And, 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 and Shane coming in saying Reimer, well said. That's yes. fine. That's fine. And, and Shane, you're welcome here to, to, to go ahead and say that. Absolutely. I, I, I agree to a certain extent with some of his stuff where it's just kind of like, look, this is not something that I, uh, can personally get down with because it go, it goes against my beliefs and it's like, okay, that's fine. Just own it. I, I, again, I'm not a big fan of, of kind of putting, you know, holding up the Bible as a shield. I'm not a huge fan of that, but the thing that just, you know, if you want to take this to the nth degree, it's the whole comment about, um, you know, my personal convictions are based on the Bible. I mean, didn't, wasn't there something about not like wearing, you know, different fabrics that are merged together? Wasn't there something about not like working on Sunday and he's played yeah. like three Sunday games this year? Like, you know, and this is me taking it to, you know, to an extreme degree, but sure. that's sometimes I feel like that's where it needs to go when you're hiding, you know, when you're using religion. And again, to me, I, 
and, and again, everybody have your own, your, you all have your own beliefs and that's great. It's just that my belief is religion is the biggest con job on the face of the planet. It just, yeah, for me, that's, that's what it is. It's right up there with Scientology and every other thing. It's like, you know what we, you know what our religion is here, Ian? Mm. Don't be a dick. <laughs> that's well, pretty much it like we, we we violate that one every day yeah but i mean but we do it in a humorous way like there's no malice behind it you know what i mean no 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 when i no, tell jerk thing, to right? go like, fuck himself that's not me telling him to actually do the physical act of fucking himself it's me being like dude stop <laughs> I, I, i'm just like and honestly like and here's the thing and and i and i try to see this every show right like i mean I look at, I appreciate everyone who's here that knew this topic was going to come up and obviously they, you know, they probably want our take on it. Maybe they don't. That's fine. But like, again, I'm look at, I'm a 43 year old white guy. That's straight. Mm -hmm. Right. Like my voice on this isn't the one you should be listening to. Sure. Listen to the people that are actually affected. Like I am sick of talking about this. I can't imagine being a person who actually has to fucking live this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's, it's so frustrating, man, because I, I think like, again, and we kind of talked about this on, on a previous show where I think that when the Provorov thing happened, right. There's been such, like, there's just such stupid rhetoric around the, you know, oh, they're all pedophiles. And if you're support them, you're a pedophile too. Right. Like, because again, the rational argument is. What people, what two consenting adults do behind closed doors have no is their own fucking business. Yeah, it's, it's none of yours. It's none of mine. It's fucking certainly not the government's. Exactly. But let me let me break this down into like the one of the an analogy that I think that everybody might be able to understand. <laughs> well, actually, you know, you know, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, no, it's not the same because it's not the it's, same. Well, and the reason being is uh because i was thinking i'm like you know what when i was like fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade i would wear shirts with the kiss logo i was a big mm -hmm. kiss fan at that age and i caught a ridiculous amount of shit because i was a kiss oh kiss sucks you know you're an idiot or you're the you know you're this you're that or what because you like kiss or whatever and, you know, and now I'm thinking, I'm going, I, I caught all this shit. And that was just, that was a choice I made, you know? Right. That's, and that's the, that's, and that's, that's the thing, the right? Like, yeah. I, it's, I wasn't born a Kiss fan. No. No. So, and that's, the th like, and that's, that, that's the thing. Like, to me, and I think as long as, as long as that is the belief among some groups that this is just a choice they've made, that they've, that they choose to live in sin because, you know, and, and look at I'm jerk off me is not going to convince anybody otherwise. If you if you strongly believe that gay people are gay because they've made a choice to be gay, then I you know I can't help you. Mm -hmm. I think you're wrong. I think you're an asshole, but I can't help you. <laughs> and, and we're not right? we're not here to cancel anybody. Oh, right. Yes, Teal Town USA canceled. I got canceled by Teal Town USA. No, nah, dude, you got muted in the chat for thirty seconds. Like, get yeah. over yourself. Because you were being a dick. And again, that's <laughs> our religion here. Don't be a dick. Right. <laughs> anyway. So I don't know. Let's yeah. let's I, yeah, I want to move on. But I, I, I want to finish by saying this. If if you really care about these issues, I think you should 
talk to the people that these issues affect and listen to them before you listen to a jerk off like me going to whatever soliloquy I just did. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk to somebody who, you know, it, what is it? The, um, lives the lifestyle or whatever. I forget what the word was. Yeah. That's who they are. It's not a lifestyle. It's not again. They're not that they didn't, they're not fucking vegans. Yeah. And Lacey making the perfect, the perfect, uh, comment here. It's ironic because people do make a choice to be religious. (laughs) There you go. And again, like I am not a religious person. I got to tell you, Lacey, Lacey, that was a mic drop comment, dude. It was, (laughs) it was Curiously, Look, I'm not a religious person, right? So I'm not going to, I am not going to preach to you what you should be doing as a follower of your religion. But when I see some of the things that are happening and under the guise of, you know, being religious, it, it melts my fucking brain because it's like, that's not. That's not it, Chief. So for me, you know, last last takes before we move on here. Um, it's, I mean, Reimer, do you. You you want to be a, a I, you know, I don't want to say Jesus freak, but it's like you, you Christianity is your jam. That's, yeah, that's fine. I that's, mean, that's. That's fine. I The only, the pushback that I would give you is there's a lot of other things in that book. Maybe you should also address. Uh but you know, do you look, you know, we're all a big melting pot. We all need to just like try to, what is it? Go along to get along or whatever. Um, but yeah, is it, we need like fucking, we, we just need people to mind their own fucking business and let people live their fucking lives. Yeah. Period. I mean, to go back to what you said, you know, it's how is the couple that lives two blocks down the road? How, how do they have any impact whatsoever on your life? I don't it's and it's different for me, right? Because like I'm in Canada for those that don't know. And like same sex marriage has been legal here pretty much my entire adult life. There you go. So I mean it's 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 been like you know what? And um I mean some people will tell you that our country is in great peril right now, but it's not. Like there's no fires in the street, everyone's calm, <laughs> like nothing ended. The world didn't end. Well, everything well, the world hasn't ended, but that's only because the Maple Leafs have hope this year. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, look, you know, we're we're very much like, hey, share share what your takes are on it in the chat. If you if you don't agree with Reimer and you know, you think hockey should be inclusive to everybody and not hold everybody up. That's great. If you agree with Reimer and you're like, you know, I'm sorry, homosexuality isn't my jam. That's fine too. We can all not sit my jam here. either. I'm yeah. perfectly happy being straight. I mean, not that I have, but, but I have no issue with someone being like when I, I need to, someone's going to clip that now and yeah. I'm, I'm going to get fucking destroyed on Twitter. Oh dude, um, you're going to get flambéed. Oh, I'm going to get fun. Like, but again, it doesn't, but it doesn't affect me. Like who some, like two people of the same sex being married doesn't have any impact on my life. Like, again, it's been, it's been on the books here my entire adult life and it's had no impact on my life. Well, and I think maybe it's, and again, we need to, we do, we do need to move off the topic, but yes, we do. It, it does make me wonder the, the people that are very much um, on the side of, you know, well, I, I'll just say the Rhymer side of the argument. Not that it's an argument. I, even that, I think, is 
maybe not the right words to say, but uh, you know, maybe you just, you need to talk to somebody who is and, and have a, a respectful dialogue back and forth that uh, try to at least understand where they're coming from. And hopefully that person will try to understand where you're coming from. And even at the end of the conversation, if you still don't agree, at least there might be a little bit more understanding on each one of your parts. Yeah, I, 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 I would echo that because I think that I, look at I'm I, I think I'm a good talker, but I, I like to think that I am a better listener. And I think that's why, um, you know, like I, I just I think that's why I can have a rational idea of why we're at where we're at. Um, and yeah. it's unfortunate, man. Like it, it's it sucks. And again, it, it sucks. I I'm like I said, I am super tired of talking about this, but I can't imagine actually living it. And I'm right there with you. And, you know, the only thing I can say is uh, my best friend of, I mean, over 35 years, he has two daughters and his youngest, uh, Daphne, mm-hmm. who, 17, um, now wants to be refer- referred to as Danny. And you know what? I don't sit there and go, oh, fuck you. You were born a girl. I'm going to call you Daphne. That's what you're named or whatever. It's like. No, if that's what you want to be called, that's what I call you, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I, you know, (laughs) as much as I tell him I'm AJ, no, you're asshole, (laughs) you know, and I respect that as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. I, 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 that's, and I think that's the one thing that I would like, I think if you take nothing else from this conversation uh, on this topic, the, the, the thing that I would hope that you would take is listen. Listen, listen, like, again, listen, I've, ne- I've gone to many a hockey game. I've never felt out of place. Like I've never felt that I didn't belong at a game, right? Like he's always like, Oh, when's it going to be, you know, when's it going to be straight white guy night? Bitch. Every night's fucking straight white guy night. <laughs> no, I feel, I go to a hockey game. I feel out of place when I'm gone. How's that a penalty? <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, John in the chat. Thankfully, breaking it up. Uh, what I don't agree with is Couture scoring at the buzzer. I can complete. Yeah, I think guy. that we can all like come together on. Absolutely, yeah. John. Yeah, fuck I, that guy. I, I appreciate you bringing the room together. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move on to our hero, our hero and zeros for the week. And and again, if you would like to continue the dialogue about Reimer, we invite you to come into uh, the Discord channel where we can. Uh, Speak one on one, or you know, with we can all speak to each other versus you know me and Ian just going. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, um, yeah, just don't at me because I like I'm not gonna debate this with you on Twitter. Like, yeah, because if, if you're super pissed off, hey, like, Ian? if 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 what I've said super upsets you, and and <coughs> instead of when you when you bring up my profile on Twitter, instead of putting your verbal diary into the text box, just hit the unfollow button. Honestly, hey, do us both uh, a favor. Well, do, hey, you remember that time you changed somebody's mind on social media? Me Never. Neither. Yeah, me Not neither. One. Me neither. <laughs> Tucker, this needs to stop ASAP. Thank you, Tucker. I, I, I'm surprised you're not using your full name, Carlson, but that's okay. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, hero and zero. Look, last week I had Kanijov as my hero, and look what happened. <laughs> the hero bump is alive and well. Love to see it. Uh, now I also had LeBanc as my zero and what happened? Scored. Boom. Both of them alive and well. So this week, my hero, I, I got to hand it out to Gen. Mm-hmm. Kevin LeBanc, you've switched from zero to hero this week, dude. You were hustling. 
You scored versus Columbus. You scored versus uh, who that uh, Islanders. You drew a penalty against Seattle, and you served somebody else's penalty. I mean, if you're not the you know the the Swiss Army knife of the Sharks, I don't know who is. LeBanc, you get my hero for the week. How about yours? Um, I was gonna say LeBanc too, but um. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off I'm gonna go off the Bart's like one oh, off the board off when I'm book. here. Love it. So I'm going I'm I'm gonna go Jacob Peterson, who was nice. traded for Scott Reedy. Um and I think he, he's had a he's had a rough start with the Barracuda. I think he's been I think he's really tried to 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 kind of, you know, show the coaching staff what he can do. And I think he's maybe tried to force a few plays. But yesterday it kind of all paid off. He got a nice goal against Texas. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that now that he's got that goal, maybe he'll stop gripping the stick so hard and just kind of play more, <laughs> more naturally. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's my hero. <laughs> okay. We have to clear up what Tucker was saying earlier. He says, mm. yes, this needs to stop ASAP. He wasn't talking about our discussion on Reimer and the whole thing. He was talking about Logan beating buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, buddy. We got you. Absolutely got you. fair, dude. Right there, Tucker, right there with you. Uh, my zero for the week. And maybe this might be a long time coming and I hate to say it, Mario Ferraro. Buddy, you're Ooh. you're constantly at the bottom of the advanced stats. You're playing in the third pair. Remember at the beginning of the season, it's like you were supposed to be the guy on Carlson's wing. You were uh, you were supposed to be the guy that like helped take up the slack from Burns being moved, and it it really hasn't gone that well for you, sir. You're 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 bottom pair for most of the season. So maybe this is yeah. a long time coming, but Ferraro and I hate to say it. You're the nicest guy on the planet, but oh yeah, like oof. I like Mario Ferraro's uh, the dude, like nicest dude. Yeah, my my take with Mario Ferraro's always been this: like I think the engine the engine definitely runs, but there's no one behind the fucking wheel. Yeah. Um. Who who's your zero? James Reimer, without any more comment. Yeah, I don't think it's required. So, with the Sharks officially eliminated, Ian. My good sir, what would mm -hmm. you like to see in these final 12 games? And I'm going to uh, <laughs> pose a few different questions to you. I'm going to start okay. off, going to start off with, would you like to see any of the Barracuda goalies take a, you know, get a, get a look over these last 12 games? Because let's be fair, uh, mm -hmm. uh Kakinen ain't it. And this is somebody who was like a big Kakinen fan at the end of last season. Yeah, I look at Kakinen's indefensible at this point, in my opinion. Like, if you can still manage a defensive Kapo Kakinen, like you are a better man than I, um, or woman. Uh, we don't discriminate here. Sure. Um, no, I I don't think so because um, I think the only guy that I think they would look at, like Aaron Dell, is Aaron Dell. We, yeah, we, we know, know what we, we have, have. Aaron Dell at this yeah. point. Strossman has been fine, but I don't think you throw him into NHL games after, you know, kind of being between West, uh, Worcester, Wichita and, uh, and, and, and the Barracuda all season, right? Like, I well, just, I don't think he's done anything to warrant a call up. Well, and he's injured. Well, I was going to say, and you've spent so much time lamenting the Barracuda defense. And I'm like, is the Sharks that much of an upgrade? No, it wouldn't be. I just, I just don't think like, um, 
I, I don't think Strauss man would benefit from a trip to San Jose to even just sit on the bench. Like, I don't, I don't think that would be good for his development at this point. Um, each is hurt. So it doesn't make any sense to bring any of the goalies up unless you have an injury. Okay. Uh, would you like to see LeBanc get even more leash between now and the end of the season to actually see what you have? I mean, all, so many of the offensive stats have tailed off with the departure of Meyer. Mm-hmm. So is in, in LeBanc clearly after seeing the press box, maybe more often than he should have, I, to be fair, I, I, to be fair, I would say <laughs> that he was a little bit of a whipping boy this season, but you've brought it up before. It's like, well, it's not as if Dave Quinn is finding new ground here. Like LeBanc had issues with Bugner. He had issues with DeBoer. So it's just, do you kind of maybe call out LeBanc, you know, take him into the back room and say, okay, chief, you got 12 games and you have a year left on your deal. Show us. I think he gets bought out in the summer to be completely honest. I think if they can't move him, they buy him out. The buyout's painless. It's painless, but I just sit there and go, you know, God damn, he's just this kid that man, when he wants to, he can be an impactful player. I'm not saying he's, you yeah, know, the, the, mean, the second it. coming of, you know, sure. Timo Meyer, but it's when he wants to be impactful, he can. It just seems like sometimes he's just kind of like, he really likes playing on the offensive side of the ice. And once it gets on the other side of the red line, he's just kind of like, eh, you know, I, I look at, I think, but here's the problem, right? He's ended up in the doghouse <laughs> for an extended period of time with what, four coaches at this point, three coaches. Mm. Like it's, it's time to cut bait here. Like, yes, he's had a couple of good games and, and David Quinn is, has let him off the leash a little bit, but is that going to last? We, I, I feel like we say this every year at the end of the year, Kevin LeBanc, Kevin LeBanc is out of the doghouse and does some stuff. And then we're like, oh man, this is, you know, Kevin LeBanc's out of the doghouse for, no, he's not. What's the, but okay. Now let me ask you this. What's in even Berg saying this, and I mm-hmm. and I concur, Berg. Uh, they should let LeBanc play out his contract. Why buy him out when you know he only has one year left, and you know that next because season the team gonna... is is going to be ass anyway? Because you're not going to use him, and he's counting for almost five million against the cap. Solid point. Uh, if you're not going to play a guy who's making almost five million dollars against the cap, what's the point? Especially when the buyout is as painless as the LeBanc buyout is. See, I'm still, I'm still on on the side of you know what, just just play him next season. Trade him, trade well, him. Well, if you can trade him, absolutely. But like they just need to find him a new home. If they can't find a trade partner, though, I'm all about you know what, just go ahead, keep him. You know, play out the final year of his deal, and if yeah. you move him at the deadline, in the press box. Eh, no, move him at the deadline. This team, for the most part, is probably not going to be that great again next season. I don't know that it's going to be this bad, but I don't know if it's going to be as good as the previous season. It might be right there in the middle, especially if this goaltending continues. I just, I don't think it's good for him, though. Like, I think at this point, he deserves a fresh, he deserves a a clean slate. So maybe find a situation where I, I, I don't want to say, you know, count for Merkley, like problem for problem, but like underperformer for underperformer, you know, like no, I, I think that's exactly what they, they should do is find somewhere where they can dump him that 
has a player who maybe makes similar amount of money, similar term that maybe you can do <laughs> a problem for a problem. Dude, La- Lacey- I, just, I just think he deserves like he just I feel like Kevin LeBanc at this point, like it's obviously not worked out here. I just, and I'm not going to be like, oh, it's working out now, so it's going to be better. Like, we've been down this road like four <laughs> times at this rate. I like Lacey coming in. He goes, proof that Ian is not jerk. Jerk says LeBanc should go for a second rounder. Ian says buy him out. <laughs> I, I mean, look at it. <laughs> True. But I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right now. We're going to do this. Well, can, can you put LeBanc on waivers? AO is asking, can you, can you put LeBanc on waivers? Yeah, but I think you're going to have to, like, maybe you have to eat salary or whatever. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe you just trade and eat salary. But, like, look at here's here's the thing with the, the Kevin LeBanc cap hit. So, yeah, okay, you turn one year into two years. But next, the, this year, this coming year, you would be 800000 against the cap. The next year, he's $2 million against the cap rather than 4.75, whatever. All right. As let's, far as, I mean, it's fucking painless. Well, let's let's move on. Okay. Does Poliot stay even if Shimmick or oh, oh, Uncle Dampy says pay LeBanc to pad his stats? And but here's the problem. Okay. Then Quinn you know what? Hold him. on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh I, I, I need 30 seconds, so go ahead and go off about LeBanc. <laughs> okay. No, I just Uncle Dampy in the chat saying, like, play LeBanc to pad his stats and, and then get some goodies from a trade deadline. Look it. I am all about that plan. I do not trust this coaching staff to do it. That's the problem. Like this team, like David Quinn, like he's look at he's he's got a little bit of leash right now. But I've seen this song and dance so many times with Kevin LeBanc that like I just I don't trust that David Quinn is going to just oh next year is going to be different. That's the that's the problem, right? That's the problem for me is that I don't think that next year is going to be any different. I feel like we're going to end up the same spot we are now where he sits in the press box and, you know, you, you have this depreciating asset that nobody wants at the trade deadline because no one sees him play. There you That's go. That's all. <sighs> uh, what was my question? <laughs> does Pouli- <laughs> does Pouliot stay up with the club even if Shimmick or McDonald are cleared to play? I've, I, again, I like what I've seen from Pouliot so far. I like McDonald as well. I think... Uh, now that I'm now that I'm really thinking about it, um, have we? Okay, does Pouliot stay up? That's my first question. First question. If a goal, if 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 a defenseman gets healthy, no, I think if if somebody comes back between McDonald or Shimmick, I think he goes back down because I think and, and I think that's the right play too. Like again, I think Derek Pouliot's been fine. I don't think he has the wheels for the NHL. Um, I think he's been fine. But if you're gonna bring in a guy like Mukumadulin or uh, or you know what I mean? Like if you're going to get one of those guys playing, like, wouldn't you want one of those guys paired with a guy like Derek Pouliot? Sure. I'll give you that. Then that being said though, um, Shimmick has one more year left at 2.2. Is that someone that you would consider buying out more than LeBanc? No, cause he's older. So his buyout isn't as painless. I don't think, I think the thing with Shimmick was, and let me, find out here i'm gonna put it in just to be safe but shimmick's contract is so much that like is is so little that um you know it's pretty painless too 950 650 i I don't know i think you could you could you could send him to the ahl and well i'm i'm in asking do the sharks Mm -hmm. dash uh shimmick on ltir next season or 
try to get I don't know. a little invented? I mean, it depends on his health, right? Like, I don't think I don't think players are purposely stashed in LTR that don't need to be there. Right. Like, I don't think they. I we've we've obviously okay. Look at I'm not saying it never happens. We know it. We 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 know it happens. But Tampa I just Bay. I don't Tampa think for Bay. a contract. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I I don't think for a contract of that amount for a a player of Shimmick's stature that you're just stashing him in the on the LTIR all year. Like I think if if he can get healthy, he will play. I think I think Quinn likes Shimmick honestly. Like he played most of the season, and as when he's been healthy, he's been in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I think he's he's a guy that Quinn likes a lot, um, you know. I I think if I, I but I'm I'm worried about the dude now at this point, man. Like concussions are no joke, and yeah. he just can't seem to stay healthy. Like I just want him to be healthy and happy. I'm I'm right there with you. Hot Wheels. I see you about uh, Quinn in his leash. Uh, we're gonna get to that in a, in a skosh, yep. but I just want to let you know, I see you. Uh, Plotner not going to stand for another season like this. I see you. Ao, we're going to get to that soon, but we have a couple other things to hit on the rundown, and we'll get back to you. Let me ask you this, Ian. The Sharks mm-hmm. need Nikolai Kanijov to play at least 10 of the final tw- – or I'm sorry. No, that, those numbers have switched, so now it's 8 of the final 12 to keep him under team control past this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Kanijov's up. Like, I don't think he goes back down. I don't think he goes back down at the Barracuda at this point. He's he's here to stay. Yeah, I'm I'm right there. Oh, like I, I've, I cannot say like there's been a lot or well, I, just, I just say it, it's it's been kind of hard sometimes this season to find something good to talk about. As we mentioned earlier, Kanijov has been one of those stories where you're like, God damn, hell yeah. Like this is one of the ones mm-hmm. that you, you would have hoped he would have come up a little bit sooner, but uh Hey, the body takes time, and yeah. it's finally gotten here, so there you go. Let's move on to uh, Eklund. William Eklund sent down after eight games, and I'm going to ask you this. To, uh, yeah. let, let me just let, just yes or no at this point, and then we'll dive into it because I have other okay. things to talk about. Yes or no, did the Sharks make the right choice? Sending, yes. I would agree. So Curtis Brown says no. I don't know why Curtis Brown said that. <laughs> uh, David Quinn says Eklund had made his case to stay up with the big club, but obviously it's not Quinn's decision. It's management. My question of course is what is the benefit of keeping Eklund up and burning a year of his ELC? Like what is the value? Or I should say you get an extra cost controlled year. Yeah. What is keeping him up on a team? That has that has been out of the playoffs since Halloween. What is that? What benefit is that going to bring? Um, I mean, obviously, I think so. What people will tell you, and I, I, I don't agree. But what people will tell you is that this is going to completely sour the the relationship between Eklund and the Sharks, and I, don't, I, I don't believe that. Now, I think the Sharks just have to shut the fuck up and just say it's a business decision <laughs> instead of trying to like. Sure. We, we all know, like, again, we're not taking, you know, we're, we're trying to make the playoffs. No, we, we know it's all bullshit. Like I wish the sharks would, would give their fans some credit for some level of intelligence. Although I've been on sharks fan Facebook. Um, maybe, maybe they don't, maybe we don't deserve it. Um, 
I wish they would just mm. come out and say, yeah, it, it's it's a it's strictly a business decision. It's so that we have, you know, we have a cost. We have one more cost controlled year. And look, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, but if they get, you know, if they get Bedard or whatever, then they're going to be up at the same time. Who cares? Mark Edward Vlasic's money will be off the books at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is off the books at that point? Like, oh, so many. And I like Kevin right. asking in the chat, is Nudavara alive? Who he is? I, I, no, I have to ask, who's Nudavara? <laughs> Um, okay. So at that point, when, when, when these guys would be signing new contracts, like classics off the book, Couture has a year left. If Eric Carlson somehow is still here, he has a year left. Like it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I assure you, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Look at the, the, the cap may be only going a million, this, a million this year. And I don't have a ton of faith that it's going to go super increased next year, but it can't stay like this forever. Can it? I just, again, I don't, I, I don't understand why. Curtis Brown says, keep him up because he's a fucking player and players want players to do, look at it from That's a, true. again, That's if true. you're a player, like if you're look at, I'm not saying William Eklund should be fucking happy to go back to the Barracuda. He should be disappointed. I would be disappointed, but at the same time, it's a business. Well, and you, I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying Eklund isn't a smart kid, but you have to look around the room and recognize what the fuck is going on. Right. I just, like, of course I, they were like, he should have known when he was getting called up that like, yeah, okay, I'm going to come up here. I'm going to play eight and then I'm going back down because why would they want to burn a year? Because they get me for another year at a cost controlled thing. Like that benefits the team gets me further. Like again, I don't, it, I don't understand no that. Sense. Like the, I, the only thing, here's the question I will, I will pose to you. Okay. Is there a fear from the Sharks organization that maybe Eklund or Bordalo or whoever, you know, some of these prospects, do you worry if you're the front office about pissing these guys off that when they No, they're first year pros, they fucking put their head down and they do what they're told. Okay, and, and I'm and, and but I'm just throwing this out there because I've seen mm-hmm. it, I've seen it bandied about on the Soch. Uh, no, no that, I, for sure. That for it's sure. just that kind of like, hey, I need to be up here. He's going to demand a trade and blah, blah, blah. No, look at it. If William Eklund is on the Barracuda next year, let's have that conversation about poisoning the well. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. But for this year, it, it is what it is. And, and he knows it. Like, William Eklund seems like a smart kid. He knows the score. He has an agent. His agent's going to tell him the score. He gets it. Now, if he comes into camp looking like the way he did at the end of the season and somehow manages to be on the Barracuda, yes, then we'll have the conversation about poisoning the well and, oh, my God, we're going to scare away all our prospects and, you know, we're going to draft Bedard and he's going to be out of here in two years like we're Arizona suddenly. (laughs) Hold on. I like Ryan's quote. What is Nudavara? Ask your doctor if Nudavara lasts more than four hours. <laughs> oh, oh, well, see, it's not a show until I piss somebody off. That's no, fine. Hold on. Let's address it. Let, let's take no. care of it. Hold on. Do we we got to address it. For fuck's sakes. Wait, Bre- he's like Hold super on. behind. Clearly, Let me ask. No, he's behind. It's fine. <laughs> Brendan, AJ, I like you, but you just totally made fun of Reimer's beliefs. Hold on. It, it disappeared. Let me get it back. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous because it's not what you believe. No, I didn't make fun of Reimer's beliefs. I made fun of Christianity as a whole. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I just, again, and, 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 then I, and then I say Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but again, but here's the whole thing. I'm saying this in jest. Again, have your beliefs. That's fine. Ha- have all your beliefs. That That's great. And your beliefs, as long as they don't impact me and my, my beliefs don't impact you, we can all just get along. It's great how that works. So okay, let's, let's, let's keep this rolling. I, I yeah. do not want to devolve back onto this. Yeah, topic no, no, no. Eugene. And, 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 uh, uh, Brendan, if you, if you'd like to have a serious conversation, we totally invite you to, uh, join our discord. Let, let's, let's have this talk. Cause I would love to hear your side of it. Absolutely. I would love to, um, let's move on here to, yes, please. If the sharks move EK 65 in the off season, we don't know that that's going to happen, but, Boy, I don't have a good imagination. I don't see the destination right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there's a whole shitload of talk about Edmonton, right? Right. But I mean, but then they went out and made their trade. So that's got to be out now, right? So again, right? Um, but so, so four shits and giggles for the, for the hypotheses, for, for yeah. the, for the clicks. <laughs> yeah it's all about the clicks baby the uh, how are the sharks going to replace his offensive output i mean chief has scored 51 percent of the blue line points he's 15 percent of the total offense this season and this is a similar question we went to back in 2019 how are the sharks going to replace the offense that pavelski donskoy and nyquist brought the answer was they didn't so like if if they move do you think the sharks move in the off season, um, I don't think the I don't I don't think the odds are particularly good that it happens. But again, I don't have a good imagination for these things. I don't see the destination right now. If I could see a team where it's like, yeah, like like Edmonton made a ton of sense, right? Um, I don't see that fit right now. If if we get to that point, uh, you know, then maybe. But I, it's a lot of money, man. And That's again, so like I, much money. it's a lot of money. And I have been, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty pro Eric Carlson guy. Um, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this year was it's, it's nice that we've gotten this year, but I remember how we got here. And I think once the season ends and once people aren't trying to load up for a playoff run, maybe a little more buyer beware comes back. I don't know. Mm. Well, the other thing, does EK really deserve the Norse this season? Um, yeah, I think so. Look at, um, again, like let's, can we stop pretending the Norris is about playing defense? <laughs> like, well, okay. That brings me to a bit, to a bigger it. question. Should there be a special or a special, should there be a separate trophy? Yes. I I've always thought that I, I, I think that there should be a trophy where, you know, where you get a guy who plays good defense. I don't know. But then again, you know what they'd be fucking, it'd be plus minus, man. It'd be the plus minus award or some stupid shit. And that's just dumb too. What? No, I don't want to get into the whole plus minus thing, but I mean, no, but there that's is, what I mean. But, but but when you look at like the way that like like the people that vote for this shit, like it would become a plus minus award. But there is something to be said, not for the plus minus, but for what is it? The you know games above uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. replacement oh, at, and all of I, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Obviously, the analytics are there. I just don't think that enough of the people that vote for these things are are using them. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. So it's, <laughs> so it comes down to, it's not that Eric Carlson doesn't deserve the Norse. It's that we all deserve better people casting votes. <laughs> Correct. I like that. 
Uh, the sharks want you to save the date, ladies and gentlemen. So save it. Break out your calendars. We're going to save the date for weekend packs next season. The reason why I bring this up is because I got a, a little bit of a chuckle. And it's, this is not me trying to be a dick. It's me calling out the obvious. So please don't conflate the two. But uh -oh. following the elimination game, the Sharks were eliminated versus Columbus. The Sharks sent out info <laughs> about Sharks packs next season. One of the items listed said that one of the benefits of this was the option to purchase one playoff game per round next season. And of course, this makes <laughs> me ask, you think the Sharks are going to make the playoffs next season? So, and again, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm like looking at the, it would, if they had put this out last year, I would have said the same thing. It's yeah, for sure. Either way, the Sharks are going to need some excitement at SAP next season. I mean, Pashelka reported earlier this week, the average announced attendance for the Sharks home games this season is just under 14,000. Now that's up from 12.5 last season, but it's down yeah. from 16.4 in 2020 before uh, COVID took over. And so far yeah, this, but, well, hold on. So far that, this how, season, how, who, 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 where are these tickets coming from? That's what I want to know. Well, so, so far this season, Hockey Reference has reported that San Jose has the lowest attendance in the league by way of percentage. They're the only team that's drawing less than eighty percent full. They're at seventy nine point five. So my, yep. but you know, again, it's like. Absolutely, get the weekend packs. I I have been entertained going to the Sharks games, but just know that it, you think they're going to make the playoffs next year. I I applaud your optimism. I I don't. I'm think not they there yet. Think that I don't. I don't. I don't think they honestly believe that. But obviously, like that is a perk. So by some fluke of you know, whatever. Like Way, we've there, seen more bizarre things, my friend. Correct. Right. So I, I think it's one of those, like, I don't think that this is them saying they think they can make the playoffs. They're just trying to sell their packages and by some fluke. But you understand at, the giggles that it elicited. I, dude, I was cackling the whole time you were reading that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get into the bets because uh, that's a that's a me and jerk thing. And uh, I am not a degenerate. Yeah, sorry. It, yeah, well, and it's not looking good for jerk right now. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <Poor jerk. laughs> yeah, congratulations to jerk though. We should have started the show with that. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to. I, if he doesn't want to, I'd like I, I'll let him. I'm just it. saying congratulations. I'm saying what for. Yeah. Okay. Congrats, I'm just jerk. Congrats. Jerk. And if you want to talk about it next week, bye. Absolutely. Um, seventy games this season. Sharks fifty-two points. Last last season at this point through seventy games, sixty-seven. The as we mentioned earlier, the uh the Sharks are on pace to have their worst finish since ninety-six, ninety-seven. It's, it's a long time ago. Yeah. It's but, but let me ask you this though, and this is something that Jerk and I have you know, kind of dove into once or twice. Mm -hmm. Here's your opening night roster from last season. You got Meyer. Couture and Dolan making up the top line. Second line is Eklund. Now, granted, Eklund, he only played the eight games, but mm -hmm. Eklund, Hurdle, Balsers, Nieto, Bonino, LeBanc, and then Cogliano, Weatherby, and Peterson. So that, that's your opening lineup. Now, at the opening lineup this season, and we're, and we're just talking about Fords at this point. Yeah, right. This year, Meyer, Hurdle, Cunning, 
Lindbaum, <laughs> Couture LeBanc, <laughs> Gregor, Benino, Nieto, Lorenz, Sturm, Gadjevic. So let me ask you this. if Which lineup are you more excited about icing to start a game? Oh, I mean, this is like asking if like... So is this like Schrodinger's lineup? Would you like... Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, would you like to slam your dick in a drawer or would, you know, like, would you like to hit it with a hammer? Yeah, a drawer or a door. Right. Like, I don't know, man. Like, there's nothing, nothing about either of those lineups. Super okay. Excites me. All right. That's fine. So let's talk about, uh, let's, let's talk about the deadline then. Mm-hmm. So at the deadline of last season, things changed precipitously, of course. All of a sudden, Barabanov, Hurdle, Balsers, Meyer, mm-hmm. Couture, Dolan. That's that's not horrible. Nope. But let's compare it to this year. Bar oh so hold on. Let's try to get the, the same thing. So Barabanov, Couture. There you go. Barabanov her uh, Couture. Then you have Hurdle and Meyer, and then the year after that is Hurdle and what? Acimon? <laughs> like it's just so hard to to you know yeah. put those two things together. My point being though. Is that are, are, were the teams that really that different between year to year? I mean, they're so much worse now. But oh, really? Yeah. Hold on. I mean, look Wait, at okay. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. Let me ask you this. Let me. So let me say this. So okay, just at the deadline. Then let's look at the deadline. Last year, Barbanov, Hurdle, Balsers, Meyer, Couture, Dolan. That's that's not horrible to me. It's not horrible. But Couture, Barabanov, sure. And then Acemont, you're going, really? He's on your top line? And then right. Her- Hurdle, Zetterlin, the and Johnson? With, with Mikey Acemont was that, like, I, I said this a few times, right? Like, I liked Mikey Acemont. The problem is, is that, like, the coaching staff loved him too much. Hmm. Like, and then, he was the, <laughs> he, he was Milk, he was the new Melker Carlson. Yeah, now and then to be fair, the deadline lineup last season, the fourth line was Gadjevic, Reedy, and VL, which is like, here's three carbon copies of the same player. Correct. <laughs> so I but again, so to me, what that leads me to believe though is that this season the deadline squad, talent wise, top to bottom, is better than last season, yet overall you look at the numbers, they're down. So for for the either way, to to me, this is just kind of me uh beating the dead horse of like for all the people that like bitched about Bugner, we changed coaches and the results got worse, even though you could argue that the lineup is the team got worse. Well, I would say it's you subtracted uh, Burns. You subtracted Meyer. No, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. For the most part, I mean, you had Meyer for, you know, up until a couple weeks ago, but, but I mean, but you subtracted Burns, but Carlson did like better than Carlson and Burns together. (laughs) sure but that's still like but in so but but who who replaced burns matt benning no no carlson replaced burns oh but i mean like but but you know what i mean though like imagine like there's i'm not saying that carlson like if carlson and burns like if carlson's having this season like he could still have this season with burns here carlson's played i don't know if he could Carlson has played every game this season. Yeah, friend. but I don't know if he could because He's I don't know if he. I, yeah, but, no, no, no. But no, I'm not saying that he hasn't played every game this season. I'm saying that I don't know that Carlson would because 
Carlson wouldn't be pl- if Burns was still with the Sharks. Carlson would not be getting two minutes every time there's a power play. Sure, that that may be true, but I I also think like not being you know, not having this injury or that injury. Oh, that's I, of course that's huge, but right. it's you, you. But you know you get what I'm saying. It's like I, I get it, what you're saying, but I still think like if you could, I, I'm not like again. I who knows? This is a you know a parallel world to our own. But <laughs> I just think like obviously like. You know, like you see, replaced- I don't think that Burn or in, and I'm gonna leapfrog on what Lacey's saying here. I don't believe mm-hmm. Carlson has this type of season with Burns on the roster. Neither do I, because I don't think there's the room for Carlson to have this season. Maybe there isn't, but I but I still think if Carlson's having even a, a fraction of this season with Brent Burns having his normal season, I don't know. Well, well, well let's be fair. If if Carlson was doing what he's doing right now, and we look at the forward group, Burns would be playing forward this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. I just I had, had, no to, I, to I had to stick that in, man. Uh, as we get closer to the end of the season, we're going to touch on uh, basically some stuff that happened uh, at the beginning of the season, kind of the review stuff or whatever, but I just do want to throw it out there right now. And I hate to do it, but uh, again, facts matter. We're not trying to be dicks about this. We're literally just like pointing to the sun and saying, hey, big shiny ball makes heat. Um, right now the Sharks are, <laughs> they've lost 30 games in which they had the lead 47 times. Amazing. Second most in NHL history. To their credit, they have the ability to take number one in that. I look at at least they're number one. They, they have the chance to be number one at something. And this that's, is all I'm that's saying. important. And to me, the, the, the big problem this season has it's, it's as games have gone on and you can look at that by goal differential goals for versus goals against by period, the sharks in the first period, they're dash six <laughs> in the second period, they're dash 22. In the yeah, third, long change is a bitch. Dude, they're, okay, <laughs> sure, long change is a bitch, but in the third, they're dash 33, man. Well, you know, when you're, when you're tired, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, that's huge. A uh, couple things around the NHL. That's, again, I'm a proponent. I want to go back to one through eight. Uh, just to let you know, in the West, VGK, or okay, you know, Vegas. Vegas now, pull- are you are you doing this true one through eight? Or are you doing it the way the NHL would do it, where the division leaders are going to be number one and two? Because that's that no. that was the system no. that everyone wants to go. Oh, I'm d- no, I'm just going one plays no, eight, two not, plays was, seven. That system was never in place. Like, so you can't go back to something you never had. Oh well, that's lame. Well, then we should go to that. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> but the- I know I, this is one of this is like you know this is this is like my original six thing but it's uh, yeah I but know. it's you know it's like currently Dallas would play Seattle but if it was one through eight Dallas would play Edmonton that is a more direct flight barely <laughs> <laughs> so like just the whole idea of like well you know if like the first two rounds they play in their blah 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 then it, it shortens on travel it, it really doesn't you know it, it currently LA would play Edmonton but if it was yeah. one through eight, LA would play Seattle. That's a shorter flight. Minnesota no. and Colorado, eh, same, same. Vegas, Winnipeg, same, same. But the funny thing is at the beginning of the week, 
it was actually moved around where you had Dallas playing Colorado. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty short goddamn flight. You know, Minnesota playing Edmonton, pretty short flight. LA playing Seattle, eh, pretty short flight in comparison. Yeah. I mean, they want to keep games in their, their own time zone so that, you know, eh, we can... whatever. It's all bullshit. All right. GM meetings. <laughs> Uh, the cap looks to only go up one million next season, but could go up exponentially the following season after his. I've escrow. been hearing that for three fucking years. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired of it myself, but what we've basically been told, it's going to go up a mil next year, like 1.5 tops. Yeah. How do you? Yeah, think, here's the thing, right? How does that impact uh, you know teams that don't have a bunch of contracts expiring next year? <laughs> yeah, it's. It's a tough spot to be in, right? And I, I mean, obviously, like, there's a lot of talk about, like, you know, oh, the players just need to get, you know, just to get more escrow or whatever to, to lift the cap. But, like, if you're a player in this situation and you're watching this RSN thing play out, because the RSN thing isn't going to affect this year's cap. Like, this year's caps, that all that money's been paid. The RSN money's all been paid this year. But if, like, I don't want to increase escrow if I, until I know where this shit's going to land. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I'm kind of cynical about the whole thing, too, because it's like, how much is that going to damage? Because, again, like the players, like the 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 way the cap works is it's, you know, they get a, 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 a split of um, the, the the revenue, right? They they have a, like, what is it, a 50-50 split or something like that? Um, I think the players actually get a teeny bit more. But if that RSN money starts not coming in for a bunch of teams then you know then the players are going to get screwed with escrow anyway because that money's going to come out of escrow when the league doesn't make up their portion of the money yeah i'm like, real interested to see how the rsn stuff shakes up yeah it's 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 shit it's shit <laughs> yeah it's, it's, yeah they're all gonna all the all the local teams they're just gonna have to buy their own network or something i don't know it's um, not cheap like <clears throat> no not at all uh, overtime expansion was discussed with the GM meetings going from five to seven minutes. Your thoughts? I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I honestly, honestly I, I, I'd, I'd like to see him go to 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would do 10 minutes, but obviously the, the, the players don't want that. Um, uh, see, I, I would, get that from them. I would go 10 minutes and you know how the shootout is, uh, three each best of three unless, and then if it's the same and continues yeah i i say fuck one-on-one yeah and look at ricky i i i want to get too like deep into it he's right you should listen to alan walsh talk about all things that don't fall under hockey related revenue yeah i und I, I look at i get that you know like when expansion money happened that wasn't hockey related revenue that was just a payday for all the owners i i, I get it i'm just saying but as the cba the way it is currently set up like if i'm the players man i don't want to take that hit that's all all right, but OT expansion. OT expansion. Um, yeah, look at I. I'm I'm fine with it. Okay, um, here's my here. Here's what I propose: seven minutes. Okay, go from five to seven. But and and we have seen a lot more games mm -hmm. decided in overtime this season than previous seasons. Yeah, thankfully. But when it comes to the shootout, my proposal is you just go one on one. So it's the 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 home team gets a shot. And the the visiting team gets a shot, and if the home team scores and the visiting team gets doesn't, that's it. It's over. That's it. It's, it's over. A, eh? Yeah, it's mm. a, just boom, boom. Now, if both teams miss or if both teams score, then you go to the second round. 
and uh, I, and then that's it. And and it just ends when it ends. It, it's basically to me that is the definition of sudden death overtime. Yeah, I I, I hear you come from. What I would change is I would leave it. I'd leave the three shots alone, but I would let you can shoot whoever whoever you want to shoot shoots. Oh, so you could have like McDavid go three times in a you row. Want McDavid to shoot three times. You let McDavid shoot three times. Don't want to have McDavid okay, shoot three see, times on you. Oh, win the game. Then I propose. Okay, then I propose to you a combination of the two. It's it's still it's it's sudden death. It's one one, mm-hmm. but going with your thing. If both teams either miss or if both teams score. The next round, they go again, and you can use the same shooters if you want. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I there think you go. We've just solved shoot. it, everybody. We That's, just solved it. Yeah, we we got it. All right. I think what we're saying is that we need to be uh, included in the GM meetings next time. Uh, post, I'm sure, they would love me. <laughs> post hit fighting. Uh, they're talking about this that it's uh, you know that they're tired of guys having to answer the bell for clean hits. As am I. I've always, yeah, that's, that's kind of always been one of my things that always annoyed me about hockey. Like, cause in my opinion, you shouldn't have to, if you lay someone out with a clean hit, you shouldn't have to, res- you shouldn't have to respond to a legal play with an illegal play. Exactly. And, oh, right. Oh, are we going to suddenly start seeing the instigator rule called? Did I miss no, a memo? Never. No. <sighs> yeah. I'd like to, uh, yeah, the, this, they need to start calling. In fact, we saw that the other day where I feel like the Sharks got hosed on that. That was the one yeah, where like Hurdle at- took a shot to the face <laughs> and somehow the Sharks ended up killing a penalty. Yeah, here's the, here's the thing with the, the, the with the instigator like the instigator is like the biggest non-issue in hockey but like people will point to the oh the instigator rules what ruined the game like it never gets fucking called how can <laughs> yeah, it ruin the game yeah, i was gonna never say how is that possible <laughs> uh what do you think about um department of player safety and, and i asked this because it's like has there ever been a time when a fan said man he got way more games than i expected no it's never that you look on social media uh, who was the dipshit the other day? The, oh, Bennington. We'll get to him mm-hmm. momentarily. He gets two games for being an idiot. And most people, actually, that was the one time where I felt like most people kind of came together and said, yeah, two games is about right. But for the most part, it's usually, that's not enough. That's not enough. Oh, it's not and, enough and, when it's the other team, but it's always too many when it's your team. Here's here's the problem. Oh, with the I, see, safety. I would disagree with that, sir, because there's been times where I don't have a dog in the fight. I just look at what happened. And I go, and he only got a game for that. Jeez. Sure. And it's easy to do that. But I think when it's your team, then obviously it's always well, like, oh, they yeah, fucking hammered us. And what the fuck? They hate team us. Bias. And yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, to me, I think the Department of Player Safety, obviously, if it did what it was supposed to do, but I also acknowledge that as a fan, like, I think that once fan emotions, like, fan fandom kind of sometimes overrides common sense. So I don't think, like, I, it's an impossible thing. I think that the Department of Player Safety sucks, and I don't think that, um, I would take, I, I don't like that it's, that it's former players, mm-hmm. because players are buddies right so yeah, especially george Peros of all people like i just I, I i just i don't like the the chicken in the hen like the the, the wolf in the hen house yeah like, it makes me wonder like how different it would be if it was like gretzky running that shit versus Peros. yeah i i i just i don't know man a score like, I versus just, a knuckle dragger 
I, I just I don't think that there's a good way to do it. Unfortunately, the players got what they bargained for, and that's the player oh. safety is a, is, a, is a collectively bargained thing. So you have to remember that, too. Oh, um, we, we, uh, uh, Ian, I hate to interrupt you, but we have a very serious question. Okay. Faulty Synapse. How mm -hmm. do I contribute tips to you all? Faulty Synapse. Completely appreciate that. Thank you so much for supporting what we do here. You can find us on Venmo at Teal Town USA. If not, you can use the Super Chat option, but Google yeah. takes like 38% of it. So, of course, we appreciate the Venmo version of that. But, Faulty, thank you so much for asking. Ian, continue. I appreciate that. Yeah, Um. I don't know. Like, so, I don't know what I was even saying now. Uh, the the brand player safety is a, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't think... Um, I don't think he's done a particularly good job. I just don't like the fact that it's it's former players doing it. I think if you want to get serious about certain things, I think the NHL, and, and this is not going to make me many friends uh, in, the, in the chat, I'm sure. But I feel like if you really want to start clamping down on a lot of these things, like especially head hits and head contact, I think you got to start calling it like the IIHF does. It's you You hit someone in the head, you're done. What, see, that, see, my whole thing is, okay, so should the CBA, should should there be a push to increase the fines? Because I'm sorry, dude, that, that Again, it tops out of- the players get what they- the, the players, here's the problem No, I get that, that they right? get what they bargain, bargain for, but five grand, that that's a night out on the road. That's not a deterrent. Sure, but I mean, uh, the players, again, but that's what the players bargain for. Like, if the players were that serious about being protected, you would think that they would increase the penalties. But the problem is, is all of those guys look at themselves and say, well, I might throw a fucking elbow into someone's head. I don't want to pay 10000 15000 30000 50000 Well, then don't throw that I elbow, pay my friend. Grand. You know what I mean? Well, obviously, that would be the... <laughs> vegans and hunters are going <laughs> to... <laughs> yes, I pissed off vegans and hunters. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good night to be me. Um... I think that if the play, I, I Dude, do Rafi Torres is coming for you, sir. Rafi Torres is coming for me. I think that the players should take more ownership of player safety. Unfortunately, they are their own worst enemy in this situation. Um, you know, they, I, again, I, I hate to repeat this as an answer, but they get what they fucking bargain for. Well, let me ask you this final one before we move on. Uh, there evidently seemed to be some talk about keeping a little bit of the horse eye when it comes to the trade-related scratches. Feels like Bettman was just kind of, uh, I don't know, not feeling that a lot of stars were not playing for like a week or so because they were potentially involved in trade talk. Um, this, To me, this is the bed that you made, sir. Enjoy lying it in it. Yeah, again, like I, I agree with you. Like this is a situation that they've created. Um <laughs> it's like I don't here's like some it. loopholes. How dare you walk through them? Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's good for the game when guys are sitting and not playing because they might get traded. Like, um I, that's not I don't think it's good for the game. I don't think it's fair to the people spending their money uh to come watch the games, especially like I, you know, it's the same thing if you start sitting guys before the playoffs or whatever. Like, that's not really – that's really shitty for for Buddy who, you know, paid for a ticket to come and, and not see your star player play because you're resting him up for the playoffs or whatever. Um, it's, it's bad for the game, but at the same time, it's, you know, again, the players aren't going to uh, – you know, the players aren't going to change it. So 
they get what they bargained for. <laughs> Again, I hate that. That's my answer for everything, but it's it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. That's where we're at. Uh, finally, to wrap up things uh, around the NHL, dude, Mar uh, March, May 8th <laughs> is your draft lottery. So mark your calendars. We're going to be here live talking about it, especially if a certain particular ball goes the correct way. Oh, we're going to be talking about it. It could be a 12-hour Teal Town yeah. Live. Yeah, it could be. I will it, be here. It, it um, would do. It would literally be the first Teal Town Live. It would be a combination Cinco de Mayo, uh, Fat Tuesday, beads drinking. I mean, what, what's it's it's, it's going to be? Good. Yeah, it would be a culmination of like Fat Tuesday, St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, all in one show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, or or things will go horribly wrong, and you can watch me break into tears. Yeah, I was gonna say, or you can. So we're, we'll have multiple cameras, and all of you can join us and talk us off the ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah you might. I might cry on air. <laughs> You'll have to tune in to see. Yeah. So May eighth, mark it down on your calendars. There we are. Uh, let's move on. Okay. So the, uh, last time I looked, there was more than one team in San Jose. All right, kids. The Barracuda went two one and zero this week. It was it was a fun week, dude. Uh, at Super least on Wednesday, <laughs> a six two victory over Henderson with a ten thirty in the morning start. Kids' day at TechCU. This was fantastic. The officials let a lot in this one go. I don't know if it's they because did. they want to. Uh, I don't know. Entertain. They had to get those kids back on the bus and back, back to back home on on time. Yeah, it's like you think you have Ritalin. You think you have energy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Ozzy Weisblatt would score what I think is the fastest goal in CUDA history. Twenty seven seconds in, you get a three point game from Martin Cout, including the game winner. And then yep. uh, just after that, he would get called up to the big show. Uh, Agazino gets a three point game, eventually getting called up a couple days after that. But, uh, that included an empty net shorty. You don't see those very often. And oh. Aaron Dell would go four and O on the season versus Henderson. So you'll love to see that game. And then Texas comes in for a pair six, two loss in the first one. Cool. Kuda just, yeah, Kuda. Man got worked. Kuda fell apart in the third, and then oh, I, they got they they that game actually. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna well, stop you there because it didn't fall apart. That game well, they on, were oh, lucky. I'm I'm okay. giving I'm I'm just going all right, over I'm all sorry. three games, and then you can okay. you can give your soliloquy. Uh, okay. and then it ends up being a five four victory in the second game versus Texas. Your latest Barracuda, Jacob Peterson, goal two assists. Dell saves twenty nine of thirty three, and Seelov of all people. Gets an overtime game winner. I think that's like Seelof's first goal ever in on a professional contract. I believe so. Yeah. 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 So like um, just... there you go. There you go. It's uh, it's a win. It's a loss. It's an overtime win. Talk about it all. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Henderson game. There's not really much to say there. The Barracuda were just they were on their game. I think they played really well. Um, you know, you got a you got a good goaltending performance. You got good performances. I think Ozzy Weisblatt um, has really come on to end the season. Um, I've been really impressed with Ozzy Weisblatt. Um, that since he's gotten more opportunity to play, he's done really well with it. The first game against Texas, man, the 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 Barracuda were never in this thing. Um, the score sheet would tell you they were, and they did. <laughs> and sometimes make, the score sheet lies. 
Sometimes the score sheet lies, like because you'll see it was like, oh, it was a two-two tie. Yes, the Barracuda, with what few opportunities they had, were managed to to score some goals. The problem is, is they were just outplayed from start to finish in that game. They lost all the puck battles. Like they're just, they didn't win anything that game, <laughs> <laughs> including the game. Um, the the third game, the one last night, which I was watching, and man, like this again, like it's so fun to watch this team right now because like you get excited when they win like you want them to do well even if it's to get smashed by Coachella in two games you still want them to do well right um and I I probably woke up the house when Seeloff scored that goal oh dude um there was there was a stretch there where it looked like things were going to go off the rails the second period was not good for the Barracuda and I was like oh god here we go again because it looked a lot more like the the previous game against Texas did. But again, credit, you know, this team, uh, they keep subtracting from the roster and they, yet they still keep finding ways to win. And I, I mean, you know, look at, we got guys that are probably going to start playing soon. We hope, um, you know, Mac Madulin came in, obviously a long flight, just played a big playoff series, uh, time zone switching, whatever. Right. Like, so he's, you know, they're trying to get him. They're not trying to just throw him to the wolves. Like they want him to be, acclimated a little bit before they put him into a game um so you know like that's and that's the cool thing about this time of year is now you're going to see guys start to come in from when you're when their junior teams go out or whatever and you're going to get to see some of these guys get plugged into the lineup so there's that excitement plus it's you know it's it's the race to get smashed by coachella and i'm i'm here for it god are they killing it that hard i mean look (laughs) coachella has the the Barracuda have played a couple of really good games against Coachella, but they haven't solved Coachella yet. And and this is why it always kills me when people are like, oh man, meaningful games for the Barracuda. Dude, they're <laughs> gonna get smashed in two games. Like <laughs> I, I don't know how meaningful that's gonna be. Like I understand that, you know, oh it's playoffs, so these are meaningful games, but I, I'm not there. <laughs> well, the, dude, Ruben saying last night's CUDA game was arguably one of the most entertaining games I've ever seen live. I mean, dude, there I was some imagine. Some good fisticuffs going last night. Oh yeah, like just all the um just all the um just all the cool like again, like just the the rough stuff. Like that game last night had a little of everything. Yeah, you had just some like crazy fights, you had some crazy goals. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you had some pretty good saves too. So um yeah, again, like it's um if you can go to these games, man, like I would strongly suggest if, if you have the choice to go to TechCU or SAP, I'm telling you, go to TechCU every fucking time. Yeah. Because even if they lose, like you'll be more into it than anything that's going on in, in SAP Center right now. I'm, again, the Sharks are typing us an angry email as we speak, but I don't care. <laughs> no, it's so much fun. Uh, the, the one thing I want to touch on, uh, I mean, I'll run you the numbers. Agazino <laughs> leads everything, you know, so goals yeah, at 24, it, assists at 28, points at 52. And uh, the sad thing is, though, is like because he got called up, like he was within, he was very close to breaking like all the Barracuda records. See, um, this, I mean, and I don't even hate that about this call up. My The thing I hate about it, and I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. it seems like, okay, you sent down Eklund. One of the reasons that was thrown out there well we send down Eklund it's just it, it, let's be honest you again it's I, a, again right and this you is what I sent go back him to. down yeah. 
yes. to get an extra cost controlled year out of it. That's why you send Correct. them down. Don't yes. sit there and blow smoke up people's asses. This is not Correct. the fan base from the 90s who were screaming shoot every book? time. Well, no, I feel you. But this is, you know, for the most part, this is not the fan base that was screaming shoot every mm-hmm. time the Sharks had the go- the puck in the offensive zone during a power play. Like there has been some education that has happened over the last 30 years. There's a decent amount of fans that sit there and go, I mean, fuck, dude, we were talking about this three or four games ago where it was just kind of like, yeah, Eklund, hey, look at the calendar. Look at the way it shakes out. He's going to play his like eighth game, and then they go on a three-game roadie. That, no, mm-hmm. that's the time you send him back down Absolutely. because you extend that EL, you slide out that ELC. That is the smart play. That is what you should do. So yeah. here's the thing that, that just pisses me off is that some of the stuff that was shared in – the promotional stuff. Well, you know, we, uh, Eklund, yes, we, we feel like we, uh, he should have the benefit, you know, our season's over. He should have the benefit of trying to help the CUDA get, get to the playoffs. Yeah. But either way, it's like to the benefit of playing some playoff hockey and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Why the fuck are you bringing up the captain then who leads you in all points? Like, why aren't you bringing up? I don't know, VL, who's who's already been it's to the show. Oh bullshit. That's what I'm saying. It's all bullshit, man. Like, and that's and that's that's perfect. <sighs> I, it, it, I agree. It drives me crazy. I think it's unfortunate because I think he is within I can't remember how many goals away he is from from breaking Barkley Goodrow's um goal record for the Probably Barracuda like in a season. Two or something? Yeah, something like that. And he's also for I think points or assists or whatever, he was close to breaking Daniel Regan's too. Look at I like Andrew Agazino. Um I did not have Andrew Agazino coming up on my bingo card um uh, for the postseason. I think this is something we talked about on another show, like, yeah. like the other day. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have this on my bingo card. I have a hard time arguing it though, because like, again, I think Agazino has been really great. He's been, he's been really good for the Barracuda. I think he's done a really good job leading oh, a very dude. young team. If it's a reward, that's fine. I'm totally down with it. I totally respect it. And yes, look at the numbers. Kid has busted his ass. He, he deserves a look and you know, he deserves to, you know, sit on the nice plane and get the, the nice food at the nice hotels and all those things. Absolutely. But then don't blow smoke and tell me that Eklund going down is all about getting playoff looks when you've (laughs) pulled your captain up. It's just, I'm sorry. It's like those things are in direct conflict with each other. Yeah. No, I, I, I I don't disagree, man. I, I, I have no problem coming on here and saying that the sharks feed their fan base a ton of bullshit all the fucking time. So, like, if, if they'd brought up, like, Chris Guolo, I would have been like, well, okay. You know, like, d- certainly more than Agazino. If, yeah, if, I, if, see, if the case be, is yeah. we're, we're playing for the Calder Cup. But even then, like, Kyle Chris Guolo is a guy you want down there at this time. Well, like, but you a, know what a, I mean. A, no, I agree. But yeah. it's the same reason like Agazino, right? Like, these are veteran guys that you want on to, to be leading a young AHL team. Um, I think the one player who I think probably I can't imagine being more frustrated right now, I think is, 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 um, Thomas Bortolo. 
And, and no, look at <laughs> now I understand. And let me explain this here. Cause I didn't explain this well enough on Twitter earlier. Um, like obviously look at Thomas Bortolo. I was talking about putting on a milk carton the other day. Um, but at the same time, like I think here's a guy who, and this is why I think it must be frustrating. Here's a guy who's, who is one of their best players all season. And then when it comes now to where guys could get called up, he's completely cooled off. And I, I, I can't imagine how frustrating that might be just because like nothing's going his way. And now because nothing is going his way at the worst possible time, you know, it's it's Andrew Agazzino coming up and not, um, you know what I mean? And not Thomas Bortolo. And I, mm. I can't imagine how frustrating that must be. I like I just think it must be just a compound of frustration. I And I hope that he gets through it and he finds his game again. Thomas Bortolo is a very talented hockey player. He's one of my favorite guys to watch on the Barracuda. I think yeah. he will figure it out. I just, I'm, I feel for him, man, because I think nothing has gone right for him at the worst possible time. And dude is kind of cool as shit. Like, dude, dude has a vibe. You know, like you watch mm-hmm. him on, on the videos. Of like, he, he seems for like a chill dude. Yeah. I'd, I'd buy him a beer when he, he is of age. <laughs> yeah. no one's of age <laughs> that's all I'm saying and I like uh, Noel mm-hmm. saying I love Tech CU Arena and CUDA games yeah it's a fucking blast man it's, them yeah. having their own barn is just the coolest thing ever it's so much I've got a couple friends that are season ticket holders there they don't even sit in their fucking tickets in, in their seats they they just mm-hmm. sit in the fireball cove and just chill and they're they're among the elite, you know. They 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 are the biggest CUDA supporters. It's just fun to see what the CUDA the the Fireball Cove has become. It's it's just a great space to hang out with. So go and check again, it out, man. For 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 the sake, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna touch on what Puck guy said here really quickly. What, what the hell did he say? He said, "I hope it doesn't piss him off." A.K. Merkley. Merkley was a what third year pro at this point. Thomas Bartolo. William Eklund, these guys are first year pros. They put their head down, they do what they're fucking told. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Merkley was a little bit different. Oh, hold on. Merkley's Mol- a different situation. Molasses is coming in. AJ, he is of age. He was born in 02. Boards and I are the same age. Okay, well, then there you well, go. Then buy him a fucking beer. All right, I'll show Done. up, man. Dude, I'll bring a fucking cake. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Our prospect of the week, which we haven't done in a while. We usually try to do it once a month, but uh, Alex Young, center Alex Young, Chief has. 39 points at 39 games. He had a goal and an assist helping propel Colgate University over Harvard to earn Colgate their first ECAC championship in 33 years. Good they, for them. Dude, so uh, they nabbed the White Law Cup. Oh, wait. This is college. That should be called the White Claw Cup. Let's be honest. Stop. I thought that's what I read. <laughs> when I read it, I I thought that's what it was. I was like, "That's what I'm saying." Okay. All right, all right. Awesome. Time to move on to your favorite segment and mine, especially after last week, the tweet of the week. Get Adam of the linesman won't let him. 
Benetton taking exception after the goal by Hartman. He had a slight bump in. Benetton went at it right away while the Wild were celebrating. Marc-Andre Fleury with no hesitation at all. And Benetton wants this crowd going. Where's Ric Flair? It is wrestling night here in St. Louis. The crowd is in the mood. Ryan Galloway and David Brisebois, the linesmen, are not. <laughs> yeah, Fleury's lucky he didn't get anything, like, because he kind of threw the linesmen out of the way to try and get so, to Oh, no, no, we'll get to that. But my okay. biggest, my bigger question is, mm -hmm. oh, Bennington had it again. The, the, yeah, man. No, so my first question, of course, are, are the refs the bigger bitches for not letting them answer the bell? Yeah. Um just Jordan Jordan Binnington, like he's this generation's Ron Hextall. Uh, well, I mean, dude, Eddie Belfour, not a shrinking violet. That guy was a bit of a nut too. Yeah, but I I, I think he's more more Hextall than Broder. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, of note, Gord Dwyer, of course, was the official in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, dude, this guy is getting a rep for being a ref that lets games get out of hand, you know. But the best part of this game, of course, is that Bennington is going off. He's trying to incite the crowd to cheer. And it's like, dude, you've let in five. You've just got yanked. <laughs> that's why that's why like I make the Hestal the Hextal reference. Okay, right? so like... then the question is, when is somebody gonna drop this clown? You know? Um I mean Hartman got an unsportsman like for what? Celebrating a goal? Oh, he kind of, he did kind of bump him on the way by. Oh, so I can no, the goalie got bumped. Boo-hoo. Finished. Like, so I, I, I understand it, but like, Biddington's like a guy who just like, it doesn't take very much to set him off. So it's like, I can, I can see why he got pissed off because, and because he's Jordan Biddington, I understand why it went the way it did. If, if you also, I mean, that, that clip is great, but what you need to watch is the clip that had Marc-Andre Fleury mic'd up for oh, that. Oh, don't, don't, sir, do not think oh, that it? we don't have this. <laughs> hey, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. I don't like having my hair like this. <laughs> But I love that about Fleury. He's like, I don't yeah. even care if I get my ass kicked. It'll be fun, no? The crowd will like it. Get him into it, yay. <laughs> I love Marc-Andre Fleury, man. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, but I think that's like, it's funny though, because like Marc-Andre Fleury, right? Like, you know, Ron Hextall was kind of the same way. And then like Felix Potvin of all people fed him his ass. So like it's that, I think that's, but that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a guy. Bennington needs to get back. his ass handed to him for him to stop this finally. Yeah, I I mean, getting suspended, obviously, I think, you know, maybe that'll, maybe that he's actually been suspended, bullshit. maybe he'll, bullshit. he'll smart up, but I doubt it. Yeah, bullshit. How many times have guys gotten suspended and they still continue their shenaniganery? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Eh, I, I don't think but it I think, stops I, until I think, somebody look, runs if, them. If, 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 if their coach gets fired, though, like, is the next coach going to give him this much rope well, yeah but the whole thing is barube with it was mentioned that barube like came out and said he needs to like stop this shit 
And it's he, and correct, here he is. for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, I, I, again, I don't think Brewery has a ton of rope left there, though. So, I mean, he can. Hey, he's got a Stanley Cup ring. Yeah. <laughs> Suspensions mean nothing. I mean, they do. But I mean, it's also, you know, it's it's a hit to the pocketbook. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's talk uh, before we finish out. Dude, this this is why I'm thinking, you know what? Shootouts need to end. Look at this broken control of horseshit right here. Shootout decides who gets the winning extra. And it is Kuznetsov, super slow. Steps in, keeps the puck moving forward. Kuznetsov to his forehead, he scores! Arrive at the net before he put it in, and I counted 21 stick handles. He actually cut down the amount of stick handles because he pushed the puck ahead over the blue line a little bit and just let it stop just about. Come on with this. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do any, like, here's the thing, right? He did, yeah, he didn't he violate did any wrong. of the rules. Yeah, but it's just like, come on <laughs> with that shit. I mean, I almost fell asleep watching the clip oh, of it. Clearly the goalie did. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, this this shootout. We need to come up with something. <laughs> that was just the silliest thing ever. All right, coming up this week, everybody. Uh, the Sharks are going to play a three-game roadie in Western Canada, starting in Edmonton, who have now pushed Seattle into the wild card with a three-game yeah, winning streak. Yeah, what a flame out they've had. Yeah, dude, they were so good for so long. Yeah, but to be fair, uh, to be fair. Uh, dude, the Oilers, I, I, I'm not saying they're going to, they were biting their time. There's just too much talent on them for, you know, to, to not get into the top three. And is, has Kane even really still returned yet? I don't know, man, but I still look at LA sitting in that two seed and I don't see why Seattle couldn't be there. Dude, I don't even understand how Seattle is there. <laughs> or I mean, I'm sorry, how LA is there. Dude, you talk about silently doing good. And and they yeah, were they were my team ball. last year, and I thought this season they might take a step back, and they've actually been better. So, uh, either way, it's the second time the Sharks are going to face the Oilers. Last time out, you will remember that Edmonton curb stomped San Jose with seven straight goals before the Sharks even got one on the board at SAP. Then the Sharks will head over to Vancouver, who are oddly enough playing pretty good hockey now that nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, they did the same thing last year. Remember, like they went on that huge run at the end of the season, and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Bruce, there it is. Yeah, Bruce, there it was." <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, the Sharks have split the first two games, each needing overtime to finish. So that could be another fun one versus the Canucks. Uh, one of two teams that the San Jose Sharks are going to face over the next twelve that aren't in a playoffs position. Then we head over to Alberta to face the Flames for the third of four meetings this season. Uh, this is another team whose season did not go as expected. Last, cool. <laughs> did it. Did it not. <laughs> Last December, the Sharks played the Flames in consecutive games at SAP, losing both by a combined score of twelve to five. So the the one or the second of three times you remember they opened the season in Prague back to back with Nashville, but. Mm -hmm. In the U.S. or, you know, in North America, the one time they played a team back-to-back, -back, and then, boom, they get to do that against Colorado at the end of next month, which I look Ugh. forward to. Pain. So, those three games. It's Edmonton, it's Vancouver, it's it's Western Canada, baby. How do you think mm -hmm. the Sharks are going to do in this group? 
Uh, I think they get smashed. Maybe they beat Vancouver. See, I'm gonna or, go. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Two, I'm, I'm gonna say o two one. I'll say I'll say they lose Edmonton and Vancouver, but somehow take Calgary to overtime and then lose. Oh there. man, yeah. With with, with eh, I don't know, like whatever. Give me three loser points. Because <laughs> that's what this team does. That's what this team needs. It doesn't need. That's what they do. They don't need. They they need no points, but they'll somehow they can't even lose properly. There you go. Uh, you know what? I, I'm a bad host. I need to go back to some questions that perhaps we didn't answer before we get out of here. Yeah, let's fact, these up. Fact or fiction? Fact or fiction from Rob? Sharks will have below 10,000 in paid attendance game before the season ends. No. No, I don't think so. There's, there's no way that happens this season. Because Metal, you know what? But we won't even know, man. They, they they could be low and then they'll just give a bunch of fucking tickets away and be like, ah, we did tickets distributed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tickets paid for versus distributed versus scanned. It's all different. Uh, Mukumadulin, does he play for the Sharks this year? No. Hell, does he play for the Barracuda this year? Yes. All right. Yeah, I think again, like we, like I said earlier, he's a guy who just who's come over from Russia. So there's a huge internal clock thing going on there. He's been here for what a couple of days, a yeah. few days. What about like, the other cat? Let him adjust. What about the other cat? You know, <sighs> but, uh, depends on if he if he gets cleared to play. Uh, I think if he gets cleared to play, they'll definitely play him. I, look at the Barracuda need all the reinforcements on the blue line they can find. All right, John saying in order to uh, draw fans, the Sharks need to start having a uh, parking lot barbecues, street hockey out front before and after, jerseys every game. Yes, yeah, I agree with all of those things. I would do it. Uh, Ao asking, do the Sharks buy out anyone off season? I mean, you've already mentioned LeBanc. Is there anybody else in your uh, sights? No, I don't think so. I think uh, at this point, um, LeBanc's on the top you... of your leaderboard. The bank's on the top of my leaderboard only because I I just think like again like I just if nothing else he deserves a fresh start somewhere else I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not playing this game again where he's like oh he's doing really well at the end of the year so next year it's gonna be great no he's gonna be in the same fucking situation again that because that's what's happened the last well it's easy four to do it feels like it's easy to do well when nothing matters yeah uh now to be to be fair mm-hmm. uh oh are you ready for a game seven wank. He did. He did do. He did oh, do really well when everything did matter. That one game. True. Yeah. All right. Game <laughs> seven wank. Here we go. Game seven wank, baby. Uh, so with that, uh, and we kind of touched on this. Uh, the Sharks going to be as bad next year. Yep. See, I'm gonna. Well, hold on. Now, so they're on pace right now for mm-hmm. 61 points. You think that you think they're going to be worse than sixty-one points next year? Because yes, okay, I, okay. Then we need to uh, we need to. Uh, you're going to take the place of jerk, and we're going to throw a, a fiver on that. I think they will do sixty-two points. Okay, I look at here's here and the, let me the no, reason. No, 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 right? don't, don't, no, don't quantify it. You said worse than sixty-one. You think you think that yeah, because again, like I just because I can't see an Eric Carlson trade doesn't mean it's going to happen. Like they trade. No, Eric no, it has nothing to do with Eric Carlson. It has to do with the fact that I think that they will find somehow better goaltending this season. Many, how many? How many no. Canadian dollars? Five dollars no. US is. Oh my god! No, <laughs> I'm betting. You. That's all. <laughs> all right. What are you betting? Like four and a quarter. Uh, I'm apparently Canadian? betting six dollars and eighty-six cents. So all right. There we go. All right. Six eighty-six Canadian. All right. You down? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I think they they will do better than 61 points. 
and jerk or i'm sorry the the facsimile of jerk says no uh how not the hockey jerk but still a yeah. jerk. how do you even fill four lines next year well, I think, again, you're going to see, I think guys like Eklund and Bartolo should get a chance in camp to make this right. I, oh, I, I would bet right now Eklund is on the starting Eklund roster Eklund should next be season. on the Sharks next year. Yeah. I don't even care. Like Opening he, night. Unless, and you know, unless if something awful happens to him. Yeah, like if Eklund's on the Barracuda next year, <laughs> I'm angry and, and I have and here's, here Here's something to really piss off Hockey Jerk. Just to let you know. Joe Thornton has not submitted his retirement papers yet. Oh man, he's I'm just saying. Back. You want to talk about next season's roster? Just oh saying. My oh my god. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh man. So uh, let me see. And then uh, th- this is the final question. I think we'll get to you. Hot Wheels. You have our last one of the night. Um, how much leash does Quinn get? I mean, when he signed this deal, this, I mean, cause we also saw, you know, Bugner was shown the door a year before he was done. Quinn, you know, has to have been what I, I didn't see anything reported because you know, they, they guard I think coach three years. Yeah. Two, I was going to say, I think it's three years, but for the most part, they like try to hide coach deals like their nuclear secrets. Yeah. He, he's on a three year deal, not known salary, but he is, he has three years. Um, hey, you're going to give him another year. Yeah. I mean, what I, I the think, hell else would you do? I mean, you're going to get Wasowski in there. Uh, I mean, I think that would probably be the play at some point. I, he, I, I agree. I think, but I think we'll see that in his third year when Quinn is a lame duck. I'm not even sure. I think he gets more rope than that, man. I think, look at Mike Greer. Look at mm. he, you don't need don't to change negate the, the Boston ties. Here's the, you know, here's the thing, right? Like if you look at other teams that have gone through what the Sharks are going through, the Sharks know the score. They think we're idiots, but they're maybe they're idiots too, but (laughs) (laughs) they know the score. Look at you don't at this point, Quinn is the guy that sticks around until you think you're going to turn the corner. Then you make your coaching move. Ah, but Quinn's the guy. He's going to be here for a while. Get used to him. The Sharks have... Look at unless unless if unless if you know maybe maybe you get some owner interference or something crazy like that, but you you leave the guy in right. Like look at in you look at other teams. You look in Detroit. Jeff Blaschel was there for how long? And then when they thought they might turn a corner, Blaschel's out. Yeah, they flipped the script. Right, Quinn Quinn's Quinn's gonna be here for a while. Get used to it. Well, I mean. I think definitely through next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens after that. I mean, I don't think he's going to, uh, you know, supplant, uh, I don't know, Al Sims is the shortest tenured coach. But uh, again, I, I, you know, I've been on record most of this season, you know, saying that, look, with this team, would would Bugner have done any worse? I don't no, think Bugner so. No, Bugner wasn't. But Bugner wasn't Mike Greer's guy. Yeah, no, and I get that. I totally understand that. But it, again, it doesn't negate the point that I'm making. Like there were there were some people that were just, oh, Quinn, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be able to get more out of this team than Bugner, and he, he's not going to do some of these stupid deployments. And yet we saw some pretty. Oh, we've s- seen some pretty dumb shit. Yeah, we've sure. seen some dumb shit. 
deployed in overtime. So that's why I kind of go, eh, you know, I don't, hey, if they want to pay off the final year Bugner's deal without him coaching here and they want to bring in somebody else, sure, knock yourself out. Dude, hey, it's your money. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, like, and I look at, I, I have no sympathy for Bob. I don't think Bob Bugner is a particularly good head coach. Um, but I don't think it was I, horrible. I think there's worse. I think there's better. You could always do worse. Yeah, but um, I mean, but, I mean, but, think Bugner was a. Sol- I think Bugner was a. He's one of those guys, solid, uh, assistant. Like, here's your focus: defense. Focus oh, on that. Yeah, he, I that think, he's I think great. He's a great assistant coach yeah. for sure. I think great that, assistant. You, you know. But it's um, you, you know it's like you look at the guys that uh what, what is it the uh, some of the best players ever to play like Gretzky or whatever Patrick mm-hmm. Waugh, some of the worst coaches. Correct. Yes, because you know I have a, I have a theory on that. So I think goalies are just head cases in general. I think the reason why <laughs> a guy like Gretzky wouldn't make a good coach, I think star players generally don't. Because they don't have to work to be good. They just are. Well, or it's the fact that it's like, why can't you do what I did when I was right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they just, things like things that, that other players would have to like, actually like put a lot of work into. Like, like, it, it was so easy for me natural. to score 920 right. goals. What's your problem? Right. Exactly. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's hard for a guy like Gretzky who just was always, you know, he just, he was just good. And I'm not saying Gretzky didn't work to become good and everything, but obviously like, if you look at a guy like Gretzky, McDavid, Lemieux, Crosby, like those guys, they just, they're just good because they're good. Like, yes, of course they work there, but there's also a, an element of just natural aptitude that yes. you can't teach. Yeah. It's, you're just born with it. And, um, two things when I say that first off, of course, is, uh, let's, let's really hope that Bedard becomes part of that group and yeah. ends up wearing teal and ends up and, wearing teal. And, 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 and I, I'm just going to allude to it. I'm not going to straight out say it, but I'm going to like dive back to something we were talking about 90, 90 minutes ago is mm-hmm. uh, Ian just said, you're born with it. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking right. <laughs> so with that, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Ian blogs hockey. You can follow me. But at don't a- at me about shit. I was talking about earlier, man, cause I ain't responding. <laughs> you can at me or follow me. Well, no, don't at me. You can follow me. Don't at me at AJ underscore strong. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and you know what? And I'm dude, we were, we've been going so long and just like chatter, chatter, chatter boxes. I even forgot to even hit the little subscribe thing, but, uh, you can, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comment section of this video below. If you were not able to join us live, remember to check out our post game podcast. That's right. Edmonton, Vancouver, and Calgary this week. And you know what? Some combination of Puck Guy, Ian, Landy, Dana, and Mark, they're going to take care of you and chat all about it. <laughs> if you're a vegan, you can at me. That's fine. If you're a vegan, There you go. You Vegans can, can at him. Uh, you know, if you suck down the avocado, there you go. <laughs> if, if you're a vegan, you can at me. If you are homophobe, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. So with that, uh, again, as we always say, you can find links to our social media podcast apps and more. They're always included in the show notes and you can get everything on tealtownusa.com until Ian decides to blow that shit up. If you'd like (laughs) access to our VIP discard party in where I am the merciless target of endless memes, (laughs) hit up hockey jerk on the Twitter machine, hockey underscore jerk. 
hockey underscore jerk. He yeah. will, he has the keys to the Discord. Oh man, and he uh, I I don't want to say he provokes the memes that are directed in my direction, but I don't want to say that he's not. <laughs> I'm not. He, saying, he definitely doesn't try to prevent them. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying he's not into it, and I will also point out to the fact that on the rundown, he dipped in here for about ten minutes. Maybe about 40 minutes ago, I saw him dip in. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> so Just making sure I don't piss on the carpet. It's fine. I get it. Yeah. He, he's making sure his seat is warm by you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Hope you guys had an amazing St. Patrick's Day. Hope you guys have an amazing week. We will catch you all next Sunday after a few more Sharks games this week. We'll catch you next Sunday. Same bat time, same bat channel, 7 o'clock. And we really hope for the... You know what I really want to say before we dip? Okay. I want to really welcome in the people that joined us using Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Because this is a new thing that we tried tonight. Hopefully it's something that we'll be able to do more and more. But I thought this was really cool. I was, I was afraid it wasn't going to work, but... Somehow it did, but remember, YouTube is the venue that actually helps get us a couple bucks so we can keep this uh, this dog and pony show commercial free. Although, if you do follow us on Twitter, we can get subs at some point. So uh, uh, no, Twitch, Twitter, not Twitch. Yes, I'm sorry. Too many, tw- too many T's. Yeah. So if y'all, if, for those of you joining us right now, if y'all have the Twitch account, if you could make sure you follow our uh, Teal Town USA Twitch, it would certainly benefit us in the long run. So we thank you very much for listening and hanging out with this Sunday. We will catch you next Sunday. The only question I have for you at this point is, do you know what an Irish exit is?